And welcome to the Fanboy Garage. I'm Chris Lasanti, joined by my co-host, Aaron Varola. Yo, what's up, folks? Welcome to episode 75 of the Fanboy Garage podcast. Once again, so glad to have you guys here. Wishing everyone who's listening a happy holidays. I know we're about to kick things off uh, in that department. People are getting ready, buying presents and doing all that stuff. Um, But you don't come to this show to talk about the holidays. You come to listen to us talk smack, love, spill our guts about all of the latest pop culture and entertainment. And the biggest thing in the world right now is Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. And we are very pleased to have two special guests on our show from the Super Civil Servants podcast. Give it up for Greg and Ethan. Oh, hello, guys. Hello. Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah. Great to be on. Thank you so much. So you just yeah, threw me, Aaron, because I, I thought we were talking about the biggest uh, story in sci-fi this weekend, which is the debut of The Expanse new season on Amazon Prime. Uh, I thought we were talking about Cats, because that's crazy oh, yeah. out there stuff. That's the yeah. biggest story in horror movies. <laughs> Nobody will convince me otherwise. Right. The trailer is terrifying. Oh, yeah. I, I just saw a report that said that uh, Paramount is sending out a revised copy to theaters with uh, updated visual effects. So that makes me say, my God, how bad is it? Wait, wow. <laughs> yeah, I just saw that. I saw uh, Brent uh, from, uh, you know, Borderless Fans, uh, Fans Without Borders. I saw that, that he quote tweeted the high thing. It was a Hollywood reporter that was saying that. And he said, oh, God, how bad could it be? And that was my thought, my thought too. Well, the yeah. good news is it's set to make $8 million this weekend, which means nobody went to see it anyway in its original form. <laughs> so that's the positive. <laughs> Is that worldwide? Eight million. Worldwide? No, but I. That's <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't think the numbers are going to go up much. More no. When you had the worldwide. So, yeah. All right. So, the, in all seriousness, the big story, obviously, as Aaron said this weekend, is the debut of the Rise of Skywalker, the last in this trilogy, the last of the the Skywalker saga. And now we're recording this on Saturday, December 21st. So I saw this movie on Thursday. I know Aaron saw it last night. I'm not sure. Um, I, Nathan, did you see it today? I saw it today, only about uh, eight, eight hours ago, something like right. that. So um, it's fresh. Super fresh. fresh. Super fresh. <laughs> and Aaron and I actually have not even had a chance to discuss anything about this movie yet. Um, so you'll be hearing our thoughts in real time. And, and I actually haven't, save for a couple of uh, texts with Tavo, uh, who apparently was seeing the movie basically at the same time I was, um, uh. I have not actually been able to discuss this movie at all with anybody uh, other than people asking me what I thought about it who haven't seen it yet. So this is yeah, the first Phil, time. Phil and I have been <clears throat> going at it. <laughs> Uh, through text, but other than that, it's been it's been pretty quiet. Yeah, so let's get into it now. I just want to set everything up here, just so everybody knows, because I guess where you stand on certain films in this trilogy and probably the franchise itself has played a big role in the conversation regarding thoughts about this movie. Now, I don't know what anybody's thoughts are on this movie as we record this right now, but. Uh, I will say that I I know that Aaron and I are both obviously big fans of The Last Jedi, which we've talked Mm -hmm. about a lot on here. Uh, I know Nathan is not a big fan of The Last Jedi. And Greg, Mm -hmm. you are kind of indifferent 
sort of towards right. the last Jedi. Yeah. So that's where we are with that movie. And I, I bring that up for a specific reason because a lot of the talk of the initial reaction, especially from the critics for this movie, uh, seems very much based on like what you thought of the Last Jedi. Uh, I'm going to get into my thoughts on that and how it affected my viewing experience in a bit. But overall, let's let's just quickly send this around the room since none of us are really sure yet uh, what everyone thinks of the Rise of Skywalker. Let's get everybody's thoughts here. Um, let's start with Greg. Thoughts on the Rise of Skywalker in general? Just overall in general. Okay. Um, uh, liked it, didn't love it. Uh, moments that I, I thought were very necessary, they were kind of lackluster. Um, but uh, of the of the new, new trilogy, I would say it's probably ranked second in the new trilogy to Force Awakens and then uh, Last Jedi being you know, third. Um, so I, I wasn't thrilled when I walked out of the theater like I thought I would be, but I wasn't disappointed either. Um, for me, honestly, it just didn't feel like the conclusion of a saga. It just felt like another Star Wars movie because mm. they were a little lacking in some departments of descriptions and uh, just emotion they put into you know certain scenes. But yeah, overall, mm. it wasn't that bad. Like I said, I, 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 it sounds like I'm describing a glowing endorsement. We should uh, put that on the get that put on the poster. Overall, it wasn't that bad. Greg, Super Civil right. Servants podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's where I'm at. I'm kind of right in the middle with it, but a little, a little more than Last Jedi. Okay. I like a little better than Last Jedi. Uh, Nathan. Uh, I, I wasn't. I walked out of it uh, sad. I, I didn't come out like head over heels in love with it, but I didn't. But I didn't hate it. Like if if I had to go, do you like it or do you not? You know what I mean? I'm going yes. Yeah. But I wasn't like Greg. Like he said, it didn't feel like the conclusion of the Skywalker saga. Mm. It just felt like a, another movie in the Star Wars universe. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like overall, I liked it, but my general opinion is it didn't feel like the conclusion of. The Skywalkers, you know, Anakin, Luke, Padme, Leia, you know what I mean? Like all, all those, it just felt like, uh, kind of, kind of just like the conclusion for these new characters. I don't, I don't know. Overall, I liked it, but they could, I guess I liked it. Let's put it that way. Until we get more in depth, because <laughs> I don't want people to think like I don't, because I really did like it, but right. we'll have to get more in depth about it. Okay. Uh, and, uh, Aaron. It was okay. Um, the there's a lot that I loved about it, um, and where it you know where it needed to to be loved, it it did a great job, but there was a lot of stuff, a lot of extra baggage in this film that I thought was absolutely unnecessary. If it wasn't for that third act, this would be one of the worst Star Wars films ever made. Um, I think the a lot of the the. I mean, okay, I'm going to save a lot of this because mm-hmm. I know we're going to get into <laughs> right. to this in, in detail, but... Right. Um, we'll fight about it shortly. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I think about conclusion of the Skywalker saga, I mean, I think it it, it did tie things up to an extent. Um, you know, when you get that last scene with Luke and Leia, I thought, okay, that's that's the end of that and the, the bearing of the lightsabers. Oh, by the way, spoilers. Um, yeah, we're just jumping right to the end. Didn't yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, I just it, I'm still digesting it, believe it or not. And it right now it's it's okay. It's a fine movie. Okay, okay. so yeah, I mean overall, 
I liked it. Uh... I I was not my like immediate reaction after I left the theater was like oh wow that was really good and then the more I thought about it like throughout the night I was like you know that movie for some reason I liked it but it did not have the emotional impact that I thought it was going to have on me yeah perfect um, and for that I think that's why it's not sticking with me as much um, yeah. good bad or indifferent you know like it just was sort of like there were moments where there were about four moments in the movie where I said to myself, Oh man, I'm going to cry now. And it just never happened mm-hmm. because like, yeah, I, that's a great way. Yeah. To it, so yeah. th- there was yeah. a little bit of a disconnect for me for some of those scenes, which I thought were clear. And we'll get, we're obviously going to get into the details, but yeah. things that were clearly yeah, made, you could tell they were going for that. Like they were going for yeah. the tears and it just, it didn't land for me. And, and, I this was probably well, it was a lot of it was spoiled in the in the trailers. It could be in my opinion. Yeah. There were some yeah. things, yeah, and clips. Yeah, definitely. But um so yeah, so overall I mean I but I, I liked it. Uh there were things in there that I liked a lot. Um there were things about it that I thought in some ways more so than even the last two films, it felt very much like the like action adventure like serials that like George Lucas sure. grew up watching that inspired him to make Star Wars, which was fun. Um, Buck Rogers and all that. Yeah, but you know we'll we'll get into the details now. So you know what? Uh, hopefully, everybody who has not seen the movie by now um, has enjoyed the last nine minutes and forty five seconds, um, <laughs> because this is the end of like the the stuff the period where we care about spoiling this film because we're gonna get yeah. deep into this. Right. And um, I think for me, like Aaron said, I don't know that I would agree that the until the final third of the third act of the movie that this was like the worst Star Wars film ever made. But I thought that it started off a little wacky for me because like Mm -hmm. the reveal of Palpatine and everything, it was almost like it was to me, it was like, Oh, well, Oh, the emperor's back. All right, cool. Uh, Dude, you know what, you know what was jarring for me? It was like the moment the movie started and it said the dead speak. I was like, what? That crawl, thank you. Can what? we start there? That was the weirdest. That that's yeah. I was like, who who wrote that? That's <laughs> so not how a Star Wars film begins with the crawl, and it's like the dead speak. I'm like, oh shit, here we go. And I think for me, look, we all knew, and and I'm I'm kind of glad they did it because we all knew from the trailers that yes, Emperor Palpatine was gonna have such an important role in this. I didn't think they were gonna throw him right at us right in the beginning. Of the <laughs> they film. sure right. did. And that yeah. was that. And then you know what? But but the thing is, I'm like, that's fine because it's it is a continue a continued thread from the Last Jedi where, you know, it's it's Supreme Leader Kylo Ren and he's like, I'm out to challenge anyone who challenges my authority, and I'm like, fine, mm-hmm. but. We had another like Palpatine Anakin moment where he's like, okay, I'm just going to do whatever you, uh, yeah, sure, that sounds good. I'm going to do whatever you want to do now. I'm like, what? It was very but, abrupt. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you guys find, and maybe it's just me, but I just want to ask before we get too deep into it, did you find Leia distracting? Yeah. Like, I felt, I felt like, just like yeah. you could tell they were building scenes around the dialogue they had, and I felt like that stuck out. Like you know what I mean? Like I felt that I felt that. Huh? See, I didn't feel that way. I, I didn't. I didn't pick up on that at all. I, I actually thought, thought they was... handled Leia pretty well. Of one of the things they did well in this movie, I thought they did a pretty good job with her. Yeah, yeah. I actually didn't have a problem with 
Leia either in this. I mean, again, knowing I, I was well aware of how they incorporated her right. into the movie, but so it was always going to be in the back of my mind anyway. But yeah, I I thought it was fine. Um, no, they did. Yeah. They did a great job, Blend. I just and maybe it's just because I know, like you know what I'm saying. Like I knew maybe it was just because I was looking for that, but I just that could be yeah yeah. You know, I I mean, just, it's like I the mustache. Yeah, exactly. And then towards towards the end when she, you know, like turns, you know, like drops her headset and like heads off. It's mm-hmm. like, whoa, we're using a body double and mm-hmm. it just looks a little wonky. Yeah, there was there were there, I, I'm not going to lie. I was slightly distracted there. And I think the thing that caught me off guard is that one of the scenes that she that they've used in it was in a deleted scene in The yeah. Force Awakens. Yeah. So I had already seen that because I consume literally everything there is. <laughs> about Star Wars, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, that seems familiar. I've seen that before." Huh. Like, ah, I kind of wish you didn't. <laughs> yeah. I, did that, yeah. I, I get it, but uh, yeah, you should have picked something else or not done it at all. The thing that I had a bigger issue with in that whole sequence, like where you first see Leia and the Resistance and everything, was not even any of that. It was just the fact that tying into my thoughts on like the whole like how abrupt the whole like. Palpatine thing was it's like in the crawl they're telling you like oh they're picking up like messages from the emperor right yeah and then it's like so everyone's handling this remarkably well considering the emperor <laughs> is somehow alive and sending uh, messages and everybody's just kind of, they act they were reacting to that almost the same way like that I I felt as a viewer, like I felt that it was very much like, oh, by the way, the emperor's back. Cool. And they were kind of like, oh, yeah. So, you know, that the emperor's back. Yeah. So, like, what are we going to do about it? So there, so there was that point because then like Poe comes back and he's like, the emperor's been pulling the strings from the beginning. And it's like, oh, OK, so everyone's cool with that. Everyone's forgotten about Snoke entirely. The other thing that struck me is really, well, and this remember, is getting Snoke doesn't matter. Remember? Okay, hold on. <laughs> but here's the thing. So, so the thing that bothered me the most was the handling of the Lord. So the idea of Sith, right, is not a well-known thing right. in the galaxy, and they're throwing Sith out left and right. Oh man, he's right. a Sith. No, oh yeah, there's a Sith. They, they well, didn't want to call it a holocron. And I was like, uh, that pissed me off. Come oh, on, like that's a Sith holocron. Like, what was are we it doing called here? again? A, a wayfinder. A wayfinder. Yeah. Way Come on. Come on. So like all of that little stuff, just it, it it irritated me throughout the film because I'm like, that's, and it looks exactly like a Sith holocron, which is mm-hmm. the other thing. And okay, if if I'm gonna lay it all out for me. The biggest issue about this film is it, is it basically gave a middle finger to <laughs> to a lot of canon that has been set up in the buildup of all of these films. The books, the series that have been set up, everything. Like, J.J. Abrams is like, yo, I'm going to write my own story. I'm going to start calling things whatever I feel like calling them, like F you and whatever you think you know it as. Okay, that's not a holocron. That's a wayfinder. We're, you know, we're Sith. Oh, uh, yeah, Sith. We're going to throw that out there. Well, you know? the only thing I can think of with the Sith thing is all I, the only thing I can say is uh, remember uh, in The Last Jedi, Luke says, you know, he's telling Ray and he's like, you know, he calls him Barth Sidious. 
Meaning, so that means like Luke Lay and the new council and the new republic could have put all that out there. It could actually be common knowledge after 30 years because after the fall of the emperor, they had to tell people like they had to give them some kind of story. That's yes. the only thing I can think. I well, hear that, but if you watch the Mandalorian, nobody knows about the. That's whole, true. Nobody that, knows yeah. about the Jedi. Well, but that's only five years after. This is you got 25 more years to get stuff out there and the new that's republic true. to get founded. You know that's what I mean? True. To get the to get their feet underneath them and get new right. information out there. That's yeah. I think in this movie franchise, they make the Sith and the Jedi almost like a thing where everybody knows about them, but you may not that you know that their existence or you've heard of them. The old but you may, but, did. but you may not know exactly. You may not know, you know exactly or anything about them. It's more like history. When we look at a history book, I can so learn what the history book tells me, but I didn't really experience it. So, right. like Bigfoot. There you go. Well, the, the Sith were always kind of hidden, but the but the Jedi. Well, if we go to the old 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 Republic, you know, Knights of the Old Republic stuff, they were known, but after they were thought to be wiped out you know we know like the council was known because they were on Coruscant but I don't know like you said I guess I, I, I'm i just I guess I'm spinning it in my own head of how it could have gotten out there and why it could be such common knowledge well it's because everybody and especially knew if about you have Vader. Leia as your general if you have Leia as your general she's going to be going hey these Sith mother effers and you know what I mean like, yeah yeah I mean yeah I, I mean I get it I get it sorry yeah. Greg yeah can I, we I'll um just... before we yeah. get too deep into the like the the nuts no <laughs> before we get too deep into like the nuts and bolts of like the and we start going like frame by frame can we just go overall thoughts because there's something that I've been um I've been thinking a lot about the last couple of days because I I avoided almost all like feedback and anything rev- about this movie until I saw it like over the last like week once the um the early reviews and stuff started to come out I avoided them the only thing I knew going into this movie was I had heard from, uh, you know, a couple of people that, um, oh my God, this movie essentially retcons and undoes a lot of The Last Jedi, right? So that's what I went into this movie. That's the only thing I had going into this movie that was like a preconceived idea. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe I'm alone here in this group, in this thought, but I don't see how... That's a thing. Like I, I maybe it's because I thought I fully expected this to be one of those like the hell with the last Jedi movies, but like it is not <laughs> right. that. Like people are using the word wow. retcon, and I think we're at the point now with retcon where we need to actually define what it is because I think people are now have sure. used it so much that they don't even realize what the word means. Like this I, movie does not would... retcon much at all of the last Jedi. It expands no. on ideas that were brought on in both The Force Awakens mm-hmm. and The Last Jedi. But, like, let's just take the whole thing he first. He kept what of, he wanted and threw the rest out. Yeah. Let's take the whole idea of, like, Ray's parents. I've seen people say, oh, they retconned that. No, they didn't, actually. If they would have retconned the whole thing with Ray's parents, they would have ignored the fact that in The Last Jedi they told you that her parents were nobody. But they don't do that. At the end of this movie, Ray's parents are wow. clearly still nobody, and they tell you they were nobody because they needed to be to protect they were heroes. you. They weren't, right. they weren't just drunk, drunk, you know, drunk, junk traders like Kylo tried to tell. They sure, were well, but that's to her, and she right. thinks of them in a different light. Exactly, but the idea is they were. It was the grandfather that was the key. <laughs> Right. Right, So and they incorporate all of that into this. So it's not a a retcon is what happened with Wonder Woman, where in BVS, Wonder Woman 
they tell you that she had abandoned civilization, you know, humanity for a hundred years because she lost faith in us. And then in her movie, which is a prequel to that, at the end she says, oh, I'm never going to leave you. That's a retcon. <laughs> That's taking something that happened in a previous movie. I don't think it was quite like that, but I get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, rolling it up in a ball. Yeah, throwing it in the garbage and saying the hell with what came before it. We're just going to go this way with it. So there's a lot of what they're saying was retconned in this movie is not really a retcon. Um, so I yeah I didn't I didn't have that issue at all watching it. Like I didn't feel like oh my god the last Jedi is like meaningless now. It doesn't fit. It doesn't make any sense. I can't enjoy it anymore because of what happens in this. If I have to watch these three movies together now. Okay, yeah. look, I'm I'm just going to say it, and I know Greg's in agreement with me. You can watch Episode 7, skip Episode 8 altogether and watch Episode 9, and all you need to know in your head is Luke dies and Snoke dies, and Kylo assumes the leadership of the First Order. Boom, jump right into 9. You got everything you need to know. And yeah. I swear to God, I mean, you can say what you... Okay, the Force time. The Force time thing, because they connected that over and carried it in. But everything else, you can literally skip that whole movie, and I know you guys don't like hearing that, but that's the truth. You just need to know those couple mental things. Boom, jump that shit, and you're right in there. I didn't think about the Force time, but yeah, for the most part, I have to agree with you. Now, now though, with, while, while I say that, that it kind of makes Seven irrelevant, it doesn't make it a bad, like, a worse movie. Like, some of the parts, you know, the, eight, yeah, I'm sorry. It, does, it doesn't make it a worse movie. Like, the parts in that movie, I still feel the same way I do about them, the great parts and the bad parts or anything. Um, I just, you know, I, I just think, like he says, you, you don't really need to, this had a different feeling than Eight did. Like, well, sure. it, it, you know, it just, just the tone, everything in general. And, um, yeah, but I really, I really do think like he was saying, if, as long as you knew going in those things, you don't really need to see, see eight at all. That's, that's not necessarily that, true. Yeah. I'll, ch- I'll challenge that. Um, challenge that. Okay. Okay. The, Go ahead, man. the resistance wins mm-hmm. its battle oh, okay. against the first order. And after eight, they're in completely different circumstances. They're on. Yeah, the they're right. In seven, they won. And seventeen seconds <laughs> okay. later, in episode eight, they get decimated. You're right. Well, I forgot. You know what? Since you brought the four <laughs> Skype, the four Skype, and the uh, and you know the resistance win the battle. You're right. I guess there are a few things that I didn't see that that are kind of key. Oh, to he eight. he carried over the stuff yeah. that he wanted. Like I said, look yeah. how look at how in depth. Like he loved that force that force time thing because look, that every time they met was damn near one of the, the force time visions. You know what I mean? Every mm-hmm. time Ray and Kylo oh, talked. Yes. That and they did. and they did expand on they did expand and he definitely the relationship they built up in between Kylo and Ray in Episode Eight you know like they're more in depth like they carry that over too he, mm-hmm. like he took that and liked that and carried it too yeah mm-hmm. absolutely he the, that's a huge part part of this movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um right. and for a number of reasons because it ties into not only the Ray Kylo relationship but it also ties into the Palpatine storyline yeah yeah absolutely yeah see, oh hey see. wait wait guys you remember hold on hold on. I, I just got to do it. You remember, uh, what was it, three weeks ago when I asked a question and I said, hey, seriously, you think we get Ben Demption? And what did you guys both say? No I was, way, no way, so, no. So here's the thing. <laughs> I was just joking when I said it, but I was like, oh, man. That was the first thing I thought of when I knew we were going to record tonight. Like, oh, boy. So that um, I'm okay with. I was, I'm okay Good. with it. The way it was pulled off, I'm fine with it. I didn't want it, to be honest with you, because – Right. What and this is this is another problem I have with the film. It's just it's the Skywalker sacrificial lamb thing. It happens yeah. with Vader. It's the same thing. Jedi over again. It's yep. the same I damn thing all yep. over again. And to me, 
It's like, I don't need to see it again. I don't need to repeat. Like, I, I know I get, and the thing is, this entire movie pulls on those fan service, like, strings every 15, 10 minutes. It's pulling it, pulling it, pulling it. There's so many things that were pulled on, like, okay, I get it. Like, we all love Star Wars. We're all going to remind ourselves about all the other shit that's happened in the previous movie. Great. I don't need to be reminded 24-7, and that's what's happening. The thing that, um, you know, Chris, about kind of going back to the to The Last Jedi, the parentage thing bothers me. I'm okay, but I'm okay with it. But it, it does bother me because I loved the idea that somebody could be that powerful, a woman for that matter, because I've got a daughter. So I'm like, this is a really, this is a cool thing for me. I need me. to go next after you get this out. Go ahead, continue but your thought. Somebody from nothing can become a very powerful Jedi without any blood ties. How do you think we got the Jedi Council in the first place? Master Yoda is not a Skywalker. I, he was the I, most powerful I, son of a I bitch in the world. I get it, but the story isn't about Yoda. This, this, but, this, but look this, at the council altogether. You had Plo Koons. You had about you, Yoda. You had Shock Tees. You had Ahsoka. You had Ahsokas. These Does were Jedi. Not, These were power that came from nobodies until they were born. The, dude, but the thing is, none of that, none of this saga is about any of those characters. It is about the chosen. Okay. It's about the chosen uh, one. Right. Skywalker blood. Well, if that's the case, then this movie threw that shit out the window because Anakin was the chosen one from George's mouth. And now, so, so here's the interesting thing. So people, people theorize that the chosen one is actually the true balance of the force, and it comes from the Palpatine Skywalker. Still the same, still the same prophecy. Right. Well, the thing is, it's it's, it's going to bring okay, balance to the force. Yeah, bring balance to the force doesn't mean that they're going to physically do it. It means they're going to put something in play that brings balance to the force. And, you know, yeah. you don't. Right. It's kind of a broad to defeat, to defeat the Sith. That's right. that's the other broad part description. of it. Even if right. that means having the child, that's going to you know. <laughs> Right, right. So oh, JJ made a baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah, they made a very big creative decision, right, to play this movie on the that whole concept, right, of Palpatine and Skywalker, right, and that connection uh-huh. and how it's straight. That's a that's essentially the a lot of that whole third act, right? A lot of that interaction with Palpatine, who in this movie it's just like um he's a weird cross between like. Davros from Doctor Who and like a a universal monster villain, bad guy. Like yeah. he's um, <laughs> it's uh it's very gothic and what what creepy. is that mojo from the X Men that's plugged into machines and stuff? That's yeah. what Palpatine reminded me of with the big swinging yeah. thing swinging him around. Yeah. yeah, there are a lot of things that happen in this movie for um reasons that I think only uh happened because they they were cinematic. Like the whole this whole lair. <laughs> Um, right. It was yeah. weird to me, like yeah. with the, the people that were there, like that whole the whole Palpatine thing. I struggled with because, like, his entire fleet that just it didn't make sense to me. How so? <clears throat> so here's how do you get part supplies in there if it's so hard to navigate? How do you get here's... that much raw material? <clears throat> so this is where obviously consuming all the Star Wars stuff kind of okay. helps the conversation, but. Here's the thing. A lot of people don't read the books, right? Like a, a lot of people just don't do it. You don't read the books. They don't read the comics. They hardly watch the TV shows. And some of this was all teased and explained in those novelizations. So like the Aftermath trilogy explains mm-hmm. how part of Palpatine's final sort of, uh, you know, I think, you know, whatever his last plans were to take the remaining parts of the empire and move it to the outer regions. Was it far, Operation Cinder? 
right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, he took some of the, the, the biggest, uh, you know, Star Destroyers and, and took them out there to rebuild the Empire, essentially. The the thing is, um, and there and there is there are hints in the books that he will rise again. So like, yes, his return is is fine. And I again, I wasn't I wasn't like upset by that. I thought it was okay, cool. He's back, of course. It was just that that connection. <laughs> okay. It just didn't. It was on. Un, it's unnecessary. And I think that what they needed to do was they needed to create some additional conflict in Ray, um, to under to better understand her you know, light and dark side, which I don't right. necessarily Force think actually What's paid up? off. I mean, that was cool as hell, but I don't think there was really any major payoff. No one, I don't think anyone expected her to, to go fully bad, to go no. bad at all, really. No. no. You know that's why they, that's why they put that on the trailer, was to make people think that they weren't as yeah. really into the movies. But... Yeah, but well, then maybe you just put me... it in the trailer. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what would have shocked me is if they, you know, when Ray died and, like, Ben came back up, like, that would have blew me away if that's really how it ended. Yeah, that would have been great. I knew. I knew. I knew better. Like, when I saw Ray, like, like she gave her life, but I saw Kyla come back, I was like, oh, well, there's only one way this ends. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna, She healed him earlier. He's going to give his life force. But I was, if you went... That would have shocked me. I would have stood up giving a slow clap. You know what I mean? Like that's another sorrow yep. that Ben's that Ben Solo has to endure to become back to you know to his journey back to the light side. That's and now he lost the only person that understands him. You know what I mean? Right. That would have been that's slow right. clap. You know what I mean? I would have been like, that's that's bold. That's as bold as throwing a lightsaber over your shoulder. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the, the you know, the thing for me with the the whole Ben Demption thing. So I'm I'm kind of with Aaron on that. Like I was one of those people who was like, I I don't want to see that. I'm good with him just mm-hmm. being a, like bad. Uh, although deep down, I think I always believed that you know the story was heading in the direction of him getting his redemption. But I was surprisingly okay with it when I was watching this movie. Uh, maybe because well, I it was, was at, it was well executed. It was well executed, and it reminded yeah, yeah. me of one of my favorite scenes in the Last Jedi, which is when Kylo and Rey are fighting in Snoke's lair, yeah. like, fighting together. Oh, I yeah. loved that scene. Well, sure. So, like, Everybody I guess... agrees that's the best part of that movie. Yeah, I mean, I guess that was kind of burned in my head, too, watching that. So maybe deep down I, I did want to see that more than I maybe thought. Uh, so when we got it, uh, it was really cool. It was really well played off. The only thing that didn't work for me was the kiss. <sighs> okay. Yeah, that just... It was... It was it was like it was like uh like Finn and Rose, right? That's what I was getting ready to say. That's mm-hmm. what that felt like. Is I thought that was awkward as shit when Finn and Rose did it. When they did, I was like, oh god, this is awkward too. Like, what what's oh, happening wait. here? Who, who's Rose again? Uh, yeah. Ah, okay, see, guys. What was, uh, Greg, we have it on our show that I said. I said I told people. I said Rose will be in this movie, but she's not going to be a main character. And people actually, were blowing that, up at me. And I said really, that really I, sucks. Well, and I said and I said, come on, guys, think about it. JJ's not going to eliminate her, but she's right. not one of his characters. He's right. going to continue his characters. Yes. That yeah, is... Rose, Rose was forced on him. Yes. And I'm not, I'm not in a bad way. I don't right. mean like he's like, oh, yes. God, I got Rose. You're not, you're not knocking the actors. Exactly. Yeah, that like, is... If, honestly, if Ryan, if Ryan wouldn't have killed Phasma, uh-huh. I think I think we wouldn't have had a Rose at all, and I think Phasma would have took that little bit of screen time. But Phasma was gone, and he got forced with Rose, but that wasn't his character. You know what I'm saying? So she... Yes. got sidelined exactly i was actually going to say that at some point during the show because i've seen i read a review and i'm not even going to say who it was or where it was but because mm-hmm. it infuriated me because it was to me it oh, was very God. it was very much like the joker reviews that infuriated me where oh, it, it was somebody who went into this movie and just decided that they were not going to like this movie because they felt that 
it was just throwing everything out that The Last Jedi did because they were doing nothing but pandering to the people that hated The Last Jedi. And one of the things they bring up is the Rose thing. And and this person's mindset was, oh, they minimized Rose because they were pandering to the people that hated the character and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no. What Nathan she just ten said. Times better in this film. Rose was not J.J.'s character. That's why she mm-hmm. was had the small role that she had in this movie. Okay, so J.J. clearly wanted to focus on the fact that he wanted the his characters, his core group, to be the focus of this movie. And, and one of the criticisms of The Last Jedi that people had, legitimate criticisms, was that they felt that that group was too splintered in The Last Jedi. And they made up for that. Yeah. And so now he Um, had them together a lot in this movie. This is the first time in the sequel trilogy that we've had our main characters go on an adventure together, all three of them, at the same time. With like the uh, Force Awakens, it was two and two, and two and two, and kind of them, and then Force, or then Last Jedi, they were all split up. This movie, they was like our unit. You know what I mean? Our big three. They're going to do crap. Think to a certain degree that actually hurt some of the characters because oh hell hell yeah. Yep, yep. Finn became a, a puppy dog. Mm. The entire the, the entire movie, he was so annoying. Oh, the only thing he did was scream Ray, Ray and Poe. But Ray, that's all he that's oh, all he does in the Ray, last movie Ray, is really oh, is scream oh, Ray and Poe. Count, yeah. count how many times I gotta, he I gotta, their names. I gotta find her. I gotta get to her. I gotta... Uh, I'm like, dude, do you have any balls? Hey, do you know he's what... He's force-sensitive, right? Like, oh, we're all in agreement. He's now totally that's force-sensitive. Thing, right? He's a force. No, look at no, no, no. Look at the look at the Force Awakens, bro. There's there's totally subtle hints in there. When Kylo Ren just all of a sudden stops and looks at a stormtrooper, he senses him in the Force. Whether you know what I'm saying, they've been hinting in that. And JJ, because but then you know what I'm saying, like all I, I these other stormtroopers that he meets, yes, it's the same. It's the same concept because they all said they all were like a like they all kind of woke up. And he's like, that was the force. And it's like, oh, okay, that that's great. So it was a broom well, kid. I didn't, uh, I didn't take it as that. I just kind of, okay. Well, I mean, but it, no, I didn't it, get that. It comes exactly right. It comes right out of Finn's mouth. Finn says it was the force. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I he guess, also yeah, makes a reference at the end about how he like can that, feel yeah, it. You're right. Yeah. He 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 makes a few references in this movie that makes you say, oh, he's force sensitive. Right. Yes. And maybe that's well, like when he looks at shit, he knows where Ray is. I don't know. Like I. You know, well, well, that makes me that makes me feel better about him going standing toe to toe with Kylo in in the Force Awakens with the lightsaber never picking it up because Kylo, you know, as we know, is the Padawan of the Grandmaster Luke Skywalker, and we know he knows how to wield that that cross blade. But Finn was going with him. I know. I don't know. It just makes me I mean, feel I've, better. I've that, like maybe he was scene. more sensitive. I've watched that scene a couple of times, and and Adam Driver does a great job because you can tell he's playing with him. Yeah. Or why, oh, like God, he, Adam Driver's the MVP of this trilogy. He's, Can we agree with that? He's a hundred percent great. Now, now here's here's yeah. my 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 major disappointment about what they did with Kylo Ren. Okay. Uh, or Ben Solo is that mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson removed Snoke to make Kylo Ren the villain. That's okay. what I mean. That's what it was. Sure. He he was gonna do that and to take Emperor Palpatine, drop him into this film, which of course I'm sure was always the plan. <laughs> Plan. No, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't. I was being facetious. Um, mm. He kind of minimized. He minimized his ability to actually stay the villain and to hey. be to be a villain that people right. like You're love right. to hate. Yeah. Um, and they gave him, and then that gave him the avenue to find his redemption. Yeah. Oh, uh, you, the the sorry, part sorry. where sorry, Greg is. Greg is where, like, you remember? <laughs> so I know. I know. The real quick. 
where, where Ray's meditating, those rocks are floating around her. You know what I'm saying? In that one scene? Yes. That is that what I told you, that that at the end of The Force Awakens, that is how Ray was going to find Luke. J.J. wanted to do that, and Ryan was like, oh, we got to, and they, cause there's an interview where they were talking together, and J.J. goes, no, no, I caught that, and took the boulders away. Like, maybe not crawl, but he, that was his, boulders were going to be floating around him. They even started to CGI them in there, and they took them out when Ryan Johnson was like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. There's an interview, and I sent you guys a link to it one time. There's video proof, but I just thought that was cool that he made that callback because he wanted it in that movie and didn't do it, so he put it in this movie. I'm sorry, Greg, go ahead and talk. I just want to get it out there. <laughs> no, you're fine. We were talking about Palpatine earlier, and I just wanted to comment on that a little bit because I, I think that it was the wrong choice to bring that character into this movie simply because they didn't do him the justice that I felt like he Thank deserved to, to, to really be as powerful as he is. Uh, one thing that really frustrated me about this movie that I was really excited to go in for and find out was how he came back, and they really just pushed that aside right with over. a little yep. one-sentence I've discovered a way to recover. To, you know, to, to I've been killed many times, and and that was all they did. And I was like, Who "Are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me?" And that was one thing that really, really bothered me about this film was that was I think honestly what I was most looking forward to was to find out how he's yeah. back. And, and I, I feel like that I know you guys were just saying that this wasn't the original plan for him to be in here. They should have never done it because if you're going to put him in there, it needs to be something that needs to be planted in the first, in, in episode seven. And then grows in eight, yep. and then be, it flourishes through nine. Yes, yep. and they they, they, they rush this with character. Snoke coming back. Yep. If Snoke well, was he did. He yeah. came back. Well, okay. Well, okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying. But if you know what I mean, if he, they could have pulled some Darth Maul stuff with him and spider legged him, and I'd have been like, damn, look at yeah. Snoke. He's scary. Let's let's oh, do this. What's you wrong? know what I mean? We got to see the Snoke yeah. factory, the Snoke uh, manufacturing yeah. factory. What the hell? A bunch of Snoke well, heads it's... floating. One other thing. Hey, wait. Oh, you go ahead. Yeah, real quick. One other thing that bothered me about this Palpatine thing was I didn't like the way they handled the the parentage thing with with Ray, and we were talking about that a little bit ago. Because you're, you're telling me they just completely skip over his son or daughter because you don't know which one was his. Um, yeah. That 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 and that person is either a not force sensitive at all or b completely against the dark side, which your father is the freaking Darth Sidious. And, and, and those mm -hmm. kids, that whichever one, son or daughter, is completely against that. But the granddaughter is the one he sees as the one that's going to be, you know, his next, right. next heir. Like, that, 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 well, that, that was, I mean, come on. That, that's kind of weak. <laughs> let's know? talk about that for a second. And it's, it's not just, because yeah, yeah. that's bigger than just this movie, right? So one of okay. the criticisms that I've seen of this, this trilogy that I, is that there wasn't a plan. Right. So my whole right. argument has this whole time has been, well, there really wasn't a plan in the original trilogy either. You know, if you, I mean, look, Luke and Leia are flirting and kissing in the first movie and then their brother Ugh. and sister at the end. That's creepy. Then you have like, I mean, I, I find it hard. Then all of a sudden in Return of the Jedi, there's like a new Death Star and that movie basically ends like the same way the New Hope ends and Ewoks clearly were not in the plan at some point as being the saviors of the universe. You know what I mean? So there's all these things, Obi-Wan calling Darth Vader Darth in A New Hope. Like, things like that that clearly weren't planned out well. Sure. But, having... And the prequels weren't either. The prequels were... Well, that's a whole another thing, but... That's a different... That's, that's that a, was a little bit of a reactionary story, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but now the... This trilogy, so that thing we were just talking about, Ray's parentage, that is the thing that sticks mm -hmm. out the most as far as like the the glaring 
example of like no plan because it's clear to me based on watching these three films that when jj abrams and jj look i've been a a supporter of jj james i i've always been to believe that i i think for the most part he makes good movies and i think he he sometimes gets a lot of flack for the movies that he makes unfairly but he does have a tendency to do stuff like this where he introduced a concept in the force awakens because i think he felt it was familiar right the idea of like oh there's got to be like some type of a mystery with the parents right because that's what the original trilogy did just like how he did you know the wrath of khan again with star trek into darkness it's like he's obsessed with that type of stuff that familiarity that sin if we want to call it that has really haunted i think this trilogy and i love this trilogy but but just looking at the criticisms of it i think it haunts this trilogy because there wasn't a plan for it and he introduces the concept in the force awakens with no real end game then ryan johnson takes the reins and because there was no definitive plan like i find it very hard to believe that if jj abrams had sat down with kathleen kennedy or anybody else and said listen i'm going to introduce this concept where ray's parents are going to be somebody important and it's going to lead to it's going to explain why she's powerful and this is my thought it's going to be they're going to be this i find it hard to believe that if ryan johnson walked in the room and said nah the hell with that i'm going to make them nobody that they would have allowed that to happen if it would have ruined potentially because don't forget colin trevor was supposed to direct the third movie so if it was going to ruin that whole trilogy i don't think that would have happened it made him leave it right. made him leave the Luke dying part. That's why he left because he said, uh, "I have plans for Luke in Episode Nine, and if he's dead, he can't fulfill those plans." But all, but that's and another that's example. Like all of this should have been worked out. So now JJ comes back, and because he introduced that concept in the Force Awakens, he has to shoehorn it. Back he had to shoehorn it back in enough. in a way where, and now we get Palpatine back, and now that plays into it. Now you got that whole thing. So yeah, it it makes for. Uh, and because of the the rushing Palpatine back and all of that stuff, you're right, Greg. The first act of this movie could have been the rise of Palpatine. Right. You know, we could have gotten it was that so breakneck in the beginning. Yeah, and we could have gotten the pacing in the beginning, man. Bam, bam, bam. It's bam. bizarre, and you know, and Star Wars is not like one of these franchises where, like, you know. You're going to get like an opening montage where they're going to show you things happening. No, you get the crawl and then the movie starts. And because of that, it doesn't lend itself to that. So they could have spent that. But but you're right. Had they had this plan, if Palpatine was truly supposed to be the big bad in the end, then that should have been set up in the beginning the same way it was set up somewhat in like empire strikes back where they introduced the emperor Mm -hmm. okay uh they could have set up a lot of that and they didn't they could have they could have done it in the crawl anywhere they could have done it they could have totally done it in the crawl they're like uh, you know a remote a remote planet has been experimenting and trying to bring back emperor palpatine and they succeeded and now rumors are are starting to circulate through the galaxy kylo ren catches wind and yeah, that, boom! Like, that's it. Not could have been. could have been. Palpatine's been hanging on by a thread for thirty years, and they've just now discovered a way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like with with Ray and Kyle. You know what I'm saying? They could have just put some mumbo jumbo. The coming together of these two higher forces has given him life, and but boom, like you said, we're off to the races. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. you could have. When... Kylo was coming to hunt him down. You know, for to, to have more power. Whatever. Yeah, like you said. Absolutely. When Kylo kills Snoke in the Last Jedi, they could have done something there too. 
You know, yeah, you, they could have teased that towards the end of that movie as well. You know, so that you're you go into it feeling like, all right, because you're right. Like we we left that movie thinking, okay, you know, Kylo Ren is the big bad now, once and for right. all. And then now this movie starts up, and it's like it's, it, it's weird. It would have been almost as if like. Like in Return of the Jedi, right? We left Han Solo. He was frozen in carbonite. He was taken away by Boba Fett. And, you know, Luke finds out Darth Vader's his father and has his hand cut off and all this stuff. And, right. you know, if, if like we had picked up in Return of the Jedi and like Han was just out, like he was thought out <laughs> yeah, and back and hanging out. Like <laughs> it's kind of like that a little bit, <laughs> you know, yeah, if they just gave you a thing the in the, effects. yeah. Like yeah. if the crawl right. was just like, well, Han Solo was thought out and he's back with his friends. And then like, that's it. As we start the movie, like it would have been our helpful. Favorite <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's the thing too, you know, to, going back to this idea about how they were setting up Kylo Ren to be the villain. I mean, at the end of the last Jedi, for whatever you guys, you know, however, whatever you guys think about the film, he is ferocious yeah. in that film. Yes. He yeah. is scary in that film. He, he might, you know, he, he might come off that, as like a... He bends a, that rage or focuses yeah, at that rage. Right. I mean, and he he is terrifying, absolutely terrifying. And it's and you can almost see it in... I mean, you do you see it in his face when he realizes that there's some, like, forced trickery going on over there and he realizes that he failed. And he he kind of you know you kind of pick that up a bit because at this point you know he's like choking people throwing them up in the ceiling and, and shit like that and I'm like yeah Kylo Ren is no one you know no one to really like mess with two two other things mm-hmm. Knights of Ren didn't need them did not so need them they were completely underused they were they were completely underused yeah yeah they're they're the Praetorian guards all over again yeah exactly that boom exactly oh hey well we're on it. Uh, how about we pour one out for Mace Windu, who if he'd have just brought over uh, Kit Fisto's lightsaber and used two of them, he could have killed Palpatine in Revenge of the Sith, and we could have avoided all this shit. That was going to be my third. third <laughs> you know what I mean? Jesus, he would have just reached because he, he had defeated. him on his back with the one, and look what Ray did. All she needed to do was, boom, cross it. If Mace Windu with his power, he should have just grabbed Kit Fisto's and then bang. No, it was, it was Anakin, though. It was Anakin. All of it. Because Anakin... Well, I'm just saying, because you remember yeah, the lightsaber. No, 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 he must be there. tried in the Senate. Blah, blah, blah. I need yeah. him. But you know what? But, yeah, but he could have killed him, just doing it quick, we're like, sorry, Anakin, you're done. Like, look, we're just gonna burn his face up. He's gone. He's just, we're just yeah. burning him into ash because he burned <laughs> up pretty quick. Like, he didn't know how to shut his own lightning off. Yeah, well, we needed him to he look like does. he looks in the in Return of the Jedi. So there you go. That's how we had to do yeah, it. That's true. That was one of my big biggest issues with that whole thing. Was like, oh god. Anyway. Oh, is that how he just kind of smokes up and turns into mm-hmm. ash? The melting of his face. I mean, yeah. he'll come back again, right? I mean, if he's done it before and there's no really no real explanation to how. I mean, what? And there's all of those hooded figures all over the place walking around i don't know if those were like snoke bodies who knows but they were chanting you know uh uh the, oh, the fire rises those yeah, were like uh, the druids the yeah those were like uh his, his druid you know uh game his, of the, didn't has, we see him in which has, movie is it in has, one of the tr- original trilogy there's a uh, like those druid there's fall his dark side druid followers but i don't know where he got a football stadium full of man that was quite a lot of followers i i'm not sure and why has he like if you have that if you roll like that like why wasn't he rolling like that in return of the jedi Seriously, it's right. like uh, have you, has anyone seen uh, Ralph Rex or uh, Ralph breaks the internet? No, I hadn't seen that one. Uh, okay, well, it's like a bunch of Ralphs. It's, but, but there's like a scene yeah. where he just becomes he, he like replicates himself and it's all over the place. And don't get me wrong, it it looks cool. It visually, it's it's cool. Like it's gothic sure. and dark and and creepy and cinematic and 
it's like the movie. This movie, for the most part, looks great. There's some CGI issues that I had with it. Um, yeah. Like especially the scene where Leia and Luke are having yes, their lightsaber yes, duel that yes. looked like a video game cut okay, scene. Okay, so. It sounds like we're we're like really shitting on this film. No, I know, but well, we're gonna tie it all together because we're gonna. I was gonna say, um, so this is probably the last. This is the last like point I have about about this film that has kind of like didn't really land for me, and then we can move into some of the good yeah. stuff. But, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the books. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go back to the books. So there's a lot of when when uh, Leia is pregnant, there is a lot of training but it's light training that luke is putting her through it's about channeling her feelings and understanding the force and feeling it and all of that stuff mm-hmm. right because she's to trust in the force trust in it right and so mm-hmm. she and she has she starts to build a really interesting relationship with her son while he's in the womb okay a lot of interesting stuff that that happens there and all of exploration in terms of like you know just how in tuned with the forces is leia and all of that stuff to have her go from a quote unquote Mary Poppins. I didn't, you know, that's not my, my thing. I enjoy it in, in the last Jedi, but to have that scene, which I thought was fine. And totally, if you're in a life or death situation and you know, the force is activated, like it does with a lot of other, you know, force users, I was cool with that, but to have her have her own lightsaber and to be fully, you know, getting trained in the woods and, and all of that stuff that did not work for me at all hmm. i so I'm beyond like, the cgi like, oh, the whole thing didn't work for you well, well yeah i mean the cg yeah the cgi was one thing but just the concept of it now i like the idea of her training ray because obviously she's the only you know like ray's looking for guidance which is why she says you know like come to me or come be with me she's looking for the force ghosts and they, they have not yet revealed themselves to her yet hmm. and so it makes sense that Leia, who you know obviously had been trained with Luke to a degree, would be passing on some of those Jedi teachings. Mm-hmm. But full on saber usage and 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 like running a gauntlet in the woods and all of that stuff, I was like, well, and you know, in the in the old expanded universe, Leia had built her Luke built her a saber and made her start carrying it when she started her training. Because when she goes away, there's I'm in the middle of the era to the Empire now, and there's a scene where Han and Lando. Are going and uh, they're are Han and Wedge and her are pinned down and she hands the lightsaber to Han and she takes his blaster and Wedge and Leia but they do cover fire for Han while he runs up and cuts a hole in the bottom of the Spade Millennium Falcon to drop it down with her lightsaber not Luke's hers mm-hmm. so like they that's kind of from the canon and she's barely learning how to use it but Luke makes her carry it he built it for her. so I don't you know what I mean so like I kind of see kind of like what you know what I mean the, the little bit of the parallel there if they're trying to take that approach you know what I mean like oh they did it in the EU. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, real quick, if we're getting all the things out that we really don't like, so that we can start talking <laughs> about things we love, I do want to touch on one or two more things. Um, I did not like. Uh, I had it right on the tip of my tongue, and I can't remember now. Uh, <laughs> it was about Ray. Uh, oh, I did not like how the idea of them following in Luke's footsteps of finding. Uh, okay, so it's so like the, the idea is that Luke shut himself off from the force, mm-hmm. I guess because of what happened, with Kylo. Right. 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 what happened with Kylo. Right. <laughs> but, but, but it doesn't explain anything about his journey to find this dagger that, no. that he's trying to find. Okay. Right. So that means at some point he gave up on that and then he gave up on, and then he quit the force because he was obviously doing that. Why? So 
He's like, I can't do anything right. It's the worst <laughs> so, so, in the world. So he gave up on that, but whenever Ray goes to do it, they figure it out relatively easy. Very quickly. Like, very, very quickly. I mean, a lot of luck was involved. You happen to fall in the same quicksand pit that, that the, uh, you know, the Sith Lord that had the dagger did. Yeah, whatever, I get that. But it, they, they figured it out very quickly, and it, it, I think it took away from Luke Skywalker's greatness mm-hmm. in that because... And it, it just gave kind of some, some false valor to Ray. And I love Ray. And I think she's a great future for the franchise. But she figured that out really quickly, and that bothered me. Okay, and that's why people call her Mary Sue, because Ray be like, bam, bam, bam. Like, she comes in, she's just swinging Yoda power, like, right out of the gate. Like, she's bringing her Yoda dick in there when it comes to the power. I mean, her like, Palpatine dick. Well, okay, right. you know what, you're right. I mean, yeah, that's right. true. I mean, which which does make me feel better with, the, with her being a Palpatine. You know, that does kill a lot of the, like... Oh, she's just a no, you know, Mary Sue. Well, if you know, if Anakin, you know, let's just say Anakin and the Skywalker line is the chosen light side. You know what I mean? And then the Palpatine, there is no greater Sith Lord. You know what I mean? There's been some good ones, in you know, but he he did it. You know what I mean? And he had the power. So it does it does make more sense if they're going with the lineage, like why she would be so condemned. You know, why the Force could flow through her so easy. High midi chlorine count. High midi chlorine count. You know, <laughs> midi chlorines. Well, I want to ask why did the what why is the name of the the movie Rise of the Skywalker when the last line of actual Skywalker dies okay. in this movie? Okay. So that's my one final critique of this whole thing as far as things that okay. bothered the crap out of me. Okay. The last line that Ray utters in this movie uh, is yuck. essentially it exists only to explain the title of the film. Uh what happened to cultural appropriation? How come people aren't calling? Let's cancel the rise of Skywalker, okay? Isn't that a big thing? Right? She just appropriates the Skywalker name. Stop it. Yeah, she. That was so awkward. Mm-hmm. I get it. It was cute, maybe to them at the time when they were making it. They were like, "Oh, it'll be nice, and we'll get to use the, you know, the we'll get to see Luke and Leia and all that stuff." And she's <sighs> like, wouldn't she have just been better off, like? <coughs> Going with I'm just Ray. No, because I honestly thought that Palpatine that's what. Redeem the name. Well, I, I, I wouldn't have minded them calling it Rise of the Palpatine. To be no, truly right, honest no, with you, keep the name. Keep you know? the name. I'm Ray Palpatine, but bring honor back to the name. Bring. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay, sorry. Or or just nothing. Like the whole. I thought it would have actually been a nice way to tie in. The whole idea was Ray was just I'm just Ray, right? She's a nobody. Like, it would have been nice, like a nice tie-in to say, like, let's bring this thing full circle and have Ray just be Ray. So when she says, I'm, she could have just said, I'm Ray. I'm just Ray. But it was almost like, and this is going to be a bad analogy, so I'm apologizing in advance. But it actually hit, it came to my head when I heard it. Like, I felt like it was gratuitous to the the same way that, you know the the John Blake thing in the Dark Knight Return, Dark Knight Rises, when he has to say, "Oh, my yes. real name is Robin." Like, really, oh, like it, it was so right. on the like, nose, that, like that. Because your yeah. name's not actually Robin. That, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a really yeah. good comparison. Okay, I, I, I that. So you're right. Yeah. Why is this movie called The Rise of Skywalker? I don't know. But that yeah. line at the end of the I movie mean, was essentially there to try to explain it. I I agree with that. A hundred percent. I mean, if, if I were to play devil's advocate, it would probably, you know, lend itself more to the redemption of, of uh, Ben Solo, who's technically well, who's sure. technically a Skywalker and who rose from the ashes. to. If face... he would have lived, it would have been more. 
succinct with that. I yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm just, like I said, I was like to play devil's advocate because right. I can see, sure. you know, JJ thinking, oh, it's cute because he literally rises from a, a pit <laughs> yeah. that they throw him into and he, you know, steps up to the plate to be a, a true Skywalker. Well, and he does use the line when he throws him in the pit like the last of the Skywalkers, right? And he throws yeah, and he he sends does. him oh, down yeah. there. But you know, I... It's like, I'm going to do what your grandfather did to me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Basically. I, it's just weird because when we, we had a, a show that we did, right, when I guess when they announced the title or soon after that where we were trying to figure out, like, well, what does it mean? Like, are they is Skywalker going to become, like, a, a basic, like, a, a, a mm-hmm. word to, to call, like, the Jedi? Are they going to be rebranded? Is it going to be this? And it turned out that it really it wasn't even that deep. It literally was just that Ray basically now is going to call herself Ray Skywalker, I guess. And that's going to become the new like yeah. mythos and whatever. And that's going to, what's up with all this new force powers. Like they were doing yeah, a lot of stuff. A lot with of the force. Like, so, the cool stuff. Whoa. A lot of really cool whoa. stuff. Like, I, I like the healing thing. Cause that's actually, you know, recently introduced in the Mandalorian, sure. which I thought yeah, was awesome. I, I like that. Yeah, that's really cool. They used it way too much. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think one, once would have been siphon and shit. Like, what is happening? Um, and you, you know the Skype the skyping thing was interesting because now they're able to teleporting. Like, what are we doing? Pass it, they're they're teleporting shit back and forth to each other. That's cool. I mean, that's hinted at. That's hinted at in the Last Jedi when he feels the water, water on, his yeah, yeah, which is cool. Um, but uh, yeah. I, let me ask you real quick with with the with the force the life force transfer thing. Um, <clears throat> it's my understanding that like all Sith like every every kind of Sith Lord has their own kind of speciality they do or like their own thing that they, that they they do better than anybody else type deal right where they all have the same kind of basic powers but this one's better at this this is better at this. It's like it's like the Palpatines I guess that line is healing themselves I would assume. So do you think maybe that's why they kind of pushed that in so many times in this movie is to is to put the point in that that's why she can do that is because but, she's a Palpatine and Palpatine Skywalker does the same, I mean Solo Ben Solo does the same thing. He but remember that they, they they solved that one line when they said they're bonded. Right. One remember. Right. Yeah. I mean so. I, I get I, maybe but. Well, like some of them were healers, some of them did battle meditation, some of them specialized in, you know, like fine. I, I know, I know what he's saying. You know what I mean? Like that was that was a broad spectrum on both sides of it. You know, you you were just whatever you were in the force, you could have a special. But then you got baby baby Yoda, right? He's not he's not a Palpatine. No, that no, we, just, that we mean, know it's just, of. It's anyway. just indicative of what Yoda says in the Empire Strikes no. Back. Baby Yoda is Plagueis. Astrid. You know what I'm saying? Like it, <laughs> it, it, it binds all things. You know, it, we're all connected to it, and so the manipulation of life, which is an interesting thing, because here you have Palpatine, Darth Sidious, who is looking for life ever, you know, everlasting, and he has un, you know, he's been unable to figure out how to siphon life from one thing to another to keep kind of keep himself going, and then he figures it out at the last last bit where it's like, oh, I can actually suck out your powers. Which probably would have been helpful, dude. <laughs> well, I think in the he, other movies. <laughs> yeah, it probably have been. But I think he did say he figured it out because he said he'd been killed many times and that he'd figured out how to rebuild himself. So I mean, maybe he just hadn't perfected it yet. Yeah, I mean, no, it's all. He seems, he seems surprised when he watches his fingers grow in front of him. Yeah, I thought, I thought that's the same true. Thing. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. We've seen stuff like that before, though, because, like, right, like, even in, like, the... I'll never forget watching the prequel trilogy, like, The Phantom Menace for the first time, and it was like, wow, they're doing much cooler things with lightsabers in this. 
than they were doing in the original trilogy, which took place afterward. So, I mean, we've seen things like that happen right over time in this franchise where it's like, oh, well, they're doing that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I explain that differently because uh, the, the prequels were the time of the Republic and everything was shiny and bright and there were Jedi abound and everything was gone, so it was commonplace. And when the Empire took over, that's when it got grimy and dirty and became, or not even dirty, but just super clean and became this well oiled machine with no fun and no, they suppressed everything. You know what I mean? So, of course, like that stuff wouldn't, they're not going to want, want planets to, you know, mobilize themselves and have a little small militia there. They wanted to stomp, stamp everything down. Sure. Which is kind of like how I took it, you know what I mean? Which is why I did, when the prequels came out, I was like, well, of course, this is the time when everything was arise. Palpatine hadn't stamped everything down, and the Empire trampled and controlled everything. Yeah. Well, I was more referring to, like, even just, like, things like using the lightsaber to, like, cut open, like, metal doors and things like oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, which oh, we had cool. never, like, which seen before. Awesome. Yeah, which would be exactly, but yeah. So let's talk about <laughs> a couple of things here, because we are going to eventually get into the things that we liked about yes, this movie. Yes, because I got a couple, I got a but yeah, let's be, let's talk yeah. about specifically the fan service in this movie or the okay. the moments of perceived fan service. So and I want to focus on a couple of the specific ones. So uh one in particular, the 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 moment that leads to the beginning of the redemption of Ben Solo mm. where he's talking to his father and yeah. after his mother kind of die her last act, right, is to she sacrifices herself to to reach out to him as he's fighting Ray and that whole thing. Uh, how did we feel about that? How did we feel and more so the the Harrison Ford part than than the Leia part? Because the Leia part mm. made you know that that worked. But did that work for everybody? Him talking to his dad. Hey, can, I, can I take this one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the way I interpret that was uh they they basically i mean they they were doing the exact same scene from force awakens mm-hmm. uh where, where, where he's and this is the point where leia is in his mind or at least in his heart and and he made the right decision this time or, or it's basically what would have right. happened at that point had he gone the other way it's, it's right. the other side of the coin right it's the exact same situation sure. but now he's doesn't feel like what he has to do is kill his father. He feels like what he has to do is something different, and, and he, now he has the strength to he do it. Embrace so, who he is. Yeah, I, I didn't mind that. I actually thought it was a really good redemption, and I, I thought it was a, a great send off for for Leia, uh, die hero, do, do, doing something you know great you know, sure. to, to change the change the universe. Uh, I I loved that. So uh, that's one of the really really key points for me in this movie that I thought they did a really good job of, and mm-hmm. that's why I hate they got rid of the character of Kylo and Ben Solo because Adam Driver's a great actor and he's the best character. God, of this, he's the best, this, yeah, of this sequel uh, trilogy. Of this sequel trilogy yeah, Adam Driver kills it so. in all three movies. But but, I, but but for me personally, I liked that. Yeah. I thought he did a great job and I loved, I loved the mirror image of the original scene where he makes the other choice and then bringing it to this point right now. So for mm-hmm. me. Okay. And how, I mean, the conversation between him and his dad, um, I would have preferred it to be a hollow recording, honestly. As opposed to the kind of the The ambiguous nature of what exactly that was. Right, exactly. Like he's just only he's seen it in his head. Or I would have preferred if he'd have been on his ship or just something when it happened. Something, you know what I mean? Like I don't know, an Mm. old hollow recording of him talking to his dad. You know what I'm saying? Just something that he kept that he should have got rid of, but he kept it. You know what I mean? Mm. Okay. I was okay with it. I thought it was. I thought it was good. It was surprising. It was a surprising cameo. Yes. I didn't expect Harrison Ford to come back. Um, the yeah, other thing, uh, the the other bit 
that led up to that scene, which I appreciated because I thought that uh, this particular character got a very, very short end of the stick was Maz Kanata, um, who who is we get in that story, who is force sensitive and knew exactly what was going on with Leia and kind of sets sets it up for us to say that she's going to make a final a final plea to her son. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought it, I thought it was I thought it was good. It was enough for for him to you know, snap out of it, so to speak. And it shows, it kind of ties back to some of the stuff that they kind of laid in front of you in, in the last Jedi, where he's looking to take the shot. He knows his, his mother is on the ship and he's going to, you know, he's going to blow up, you know, her, her section. And he decides not to do it. He hesitates. Yeah. He hesitates. And then another, another ship does it Mm -hmm. instead. So I thought that was, that was a, a, a nice callback, but I thought it was, I thought it was well done again. I didn't want the redemption of Ben Solo, but if I did, that this is how it was going to be done, and I appreciated it. Right. Yeah. And uh, so, and also, obviously, Lando is back, right, in this movie. <gasps> My favorite part of this whole movie. I don't know. Love and I reaction. wasn't expecting that. Literally, every time I saw Lando and heard him talk, I had the biggest smile. And, like, walking out of it, I was like, who knew that, like, Lando was going to give me all the, like, just couldn't wipe the shit off my face. <laughs> yeah. He looked it like he was having the best time being in this movie. Maybe, that, oh, and that's, yeah. maybe that's what it was because, I mean, just as soon as he came on, just the way he talked with that cool little, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. God damn, that's that smooth. You know, he's as smooth that as cold, cold as the other side man. of the other pillow. You know what yep. I'm saying? Like, I love that dude. Yeah. Uh-huh. The only the only thing I didn't I didn't really appreciate was like the send Leia my love thing, which was like, oh, mm-hmm. here we go. And I'm choking like Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> but but no, I mean for the most part it was I thought you know he was great. I liked his I like how he comes and saves the day. Again. Jumps in front of Poe's ship. He's like it ain't faster than this one. I'm like yeah yeah, yeah like, that, that was awesome. Although you know the the other thing I didn't the, the other thing that was weird. Um and if this is the last you know of the Skywalker saga and all that stuff and they're gonna kind of pause and figure things out is like this whole conversation he has with that girl i don't even know her name the the, the horse rider chick Jana. whatever Jana. And, and it's yeah. like oh yeah who, who are you, who are you? Uh, and i'm like what? let's find out together like, yeah. what yeah that's what it sounded like as he was hitting on her to be yeah. truly honest with you yeah I'm like, dude i thought you were into droids casting falcon oh <laughs> Hey, he didn't even uh-huh. say he didn't even say hi to L three while he was in there. He didn't even be like, "Hey, baby, I'll get you yeah. tonight." You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there might have been some behind the scenes stuff he didn't say. Chewie was sitting next to him, probably just telling him off. You know, you will not rape my ship. Yeah. <laughs> the so, I know Aaron. You said the third act clearly was something that hit for you, right? Yeah. So let's let's focus on that because we we haven't talked a lot about the third act of this, and since we're going to start to transition into the things that we really liked, um, yes. I think that's probably a good way to start. So, third act of this movie where kind of all they bring everything home, right? Yeah. What was it that? <laughs> yeah. What was it that you loved about this? So I mean, okay. First thing, so it starts. I think it starts with. Uh, well, it it ends with the Kylo thing. And starts with Ray trying to, you know, go back to the way Luke Skywalker did it, right? Emulate her her master, and she's gonna go to Octo, and she's gonna burn her her ship, and she throws the lightsaber, and he catches it, mm-hmm. which I thought was fun, and mm-hmm. he spits out that awesome line that Obi Wan spat out to Anakin Skywalker, like uh, something about the lightsaber being a Jedi's most, you know, precious weapon or something like that. <laughs> 
which I thought was funny, but he does okay. it with a, he does it with a wink and a smile, which is like, ha, you're calling back. And, you know, something that they um, recently, you know, J.J. Abrams has been doing the circuit of interviews and they caught him on video talking a little bit about this scene in particular was that it was really important for him based on what Ryan Johnson set up in The Last Jedi to kind of say, yes, Luke Skywalker learned from his mistake. And so okay. that I loved. I, and it came, and it, that's exactly how I read it. I was like, he is having fun with it. He's trying to teach her something else. And he's saying, you cannot do exactly what I did because what I did was a mistake. If I could have done it any other way, I probably would have been there with my sister and the rest of the rebellion or resistance and kind of, you know, served evil a can of whoop ass. So I liked, I really liked all of that. Um, the the one thing and the one thing I was slightly disappointed on there was no Yoda. I thought I was going to get Yoda. The voice. You heard the voice. I'm yeah. pissed off. There was no Anakin. Yeah. Uh, well, you heard the voice there too. But, I know, yeah, but how, like, how can <clears throat> I think he should have been the one to come back to to if, if he was going to see somebody instead of his dad, which I get what they were doing. Like, why couldn't that have been Anakin, his grandfather, to be like, boom? You know what I'm saying? If you want to come back as Ben, let's do this. You know what I'm saying? Help her. She needs you. You know what I mean? There was a moment in the end there when when they're fighting in um, Palpatine's lair, whatever, where I I actually thought at one point I was like, are we going to get like a a collection of like force ghosts here at some point? Like of all like and that's going to be the way that they kind of. That, that would have been awesome. And they didn't. Um, cause well, I, I, did. think, I mean, they did. They all talked to her. Well, they talked to her, but I thought we right. were going to actually like, see, see them. them. Yeah. That would have been so awesome. Hey, it was all. so cool to hear Ahsoka Tano's voice, and I know it was just her yeah. voice, but that's the first step right there. Sure. Baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, heard, you heard Alec Guinness. You heard Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Right. Uh, you got Yoda. Samuel, Samuel, Window, Samuel Jackson. Yeah, yeah, Liam Neeson. Uh, you so, had Ayla Ezra, Ezra Bridger. Jane, Kane and Jarrus. You heard yep. Kanan in there. Freddie Prince Jr. got one of the. He got a good line in there. It was mirrored exactly what he said in like season four of Rebels right before he died. I was like, holy shit, that's the same line he gave to Ezra. Yep. So that was that. That had all the all the good juju, and it was it was great to see you know them all come and well not come but you know what I'm saying, like arrive and and her kind of pull off the force and and do what she needs to do and kick ass. That that was that was sweet and and dope to see. And and obviously the the fight scene with with her and Kylo um, kind of, you know, throwing things back and forth to, <laughs> to each other. Um, as he quickly dispatches the Knights of Ren, which again, I thought was wasted characters. Hey, I like the way he was shooting that blaster, just like his dad though. Yep. He's just walking through, just like not even paying attention. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just, yeah. Yeah. He was on a mission, just shooting behind <laughs> him, beside him. I saw someone put a gif of like uh, where Han does it. And I forgot which movie it is, but he just kind of like, Casually uh, shoots behind him and Kylo's doing the same thing. Yeah, and like, yeah, it's the same, yeah. the same thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, dude, I love that. The, the, so, you know what's funny? So, Chris, you said something in the beginning of this where you were talking about how you expected there to be a little bit more emotional weight behind For me, things. personally. I think, yeah. Well, no, no. I, I've also felt the same way. You know, I'm like, I'm going to go. I mean, I said it to you. Yes. <laughs> Before, I was like, I'm going to, I'm I'm sure I'm going to be bawling my eyes out in this yeah. movie. And I only, like, legit cried once. Ooh, I teared I up. I teared win. up during the, redemption, the redemption scene. But I teared up once, and it was in a spot that I totally unexpected it to happen. And it was What's with that? Chewie. I was gonna. Uh, that's exactly what when I was gonna say. Down? When he, when I he broke down, that's exactly choked. what I was gonna say. Yep. 
I oh, choked God. and I just felt like the, the tears like streamed down my face. And I'm you like, felt that roar. You know what I'm oh saying? He lost everybody. Gracious. His whole family. He just dropped Luke out on everybody. And they're yeah. like trying to console him and he's like pushing him off. I'm like, oh, if he could only, if I can only understand what this guy's saying. Yeah. Well, I hope he goes with Lando. Like, I hope that, you know, at least for the, for the rest of Lando's days, I hope Chewie at least stays with him or, you know what I'm saying, until he goes home or whatever, you know what I mean? His life dead is over, though, man. He can do it. It's been over. It's been over yeah. since Force Awakens, and he's still been staying with the Rebellion or, you, or, you know, that, whatever. Very true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Can, only can, we, can I get a minute to where I laughed out loud, and I'm like, oh, there's a blatant middle finger. Did you hear uh, the the dude from Lost? You know what I'm saying, Charlie from Lost or whatever. I can't remember his name. And he was the he was the in Lord of the Rings. Dominic Monaghan. Yeah. yeah, he goes, he goes, yeah. Well, let's pull a holdo maneuver. And the guy goes, that's dumb. You can only do that once. I fucking lost. Okay, I'm freaking lost. I'm paraphrasing. He didn't say it's dumb, but he's like, that's not a good move. You can only do that once. I'm like, wow, there's a blatant middle finger to the holdo character. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we, you yeah. know, let's weaponize. They were like, you know, let's weaponize hyperspace again. Like, no, 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 that's dumb. Too risky. We're not gonna do that. I was yeah. I laughed pretty hard at that one. Hold, guys, I'll be right back. Yeah. Right there's um there's a lot of um especially with Poe and Finn, there's a lot of comedy, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they're like basically just slinging like zingers and one-liners at each other in like the whole movie. I mean, they do play off at least with Poe the concept, you know, in that they were talking, you know, entered into um, in the Last Jedi, right, with the idea of him eventually trying to mature into like a leader. So yeah, you know, the leader, right? Yeah. So we do get some of that, but like oh. for the most of this movie, he's him and Finn are just basically like a they're almost like a comedy duo. Um, yeah. I do love oh, the Poe character. Tell her? You were right. Tell us? Yeah. 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 Um, and I love that Poe character. Right but... now? Yeah, we're yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, they was they were the duo. Yeah, so and I mean they, the the new characters, which again one of the other things is like I'm reading these reviews, they're like, oh, they spent way too much time on new characters. I, no, uh, they didn't. No, they didn't. They didn't. No, they didn't. Yeah, I don't know. So no. it's like really these are just Harry people Washington? that are yeah what? people Ooh. that are bitter. Babu Frick was awesome. I love Babu Frick. That little thing, I'll put him in my pocket right now. That was cool. Yeah, <laughs> that was cool. Um, you know the three PO stuff. I obviously that that scene in the oh, trailer. That I thought was going to destroy. He did, but the the scene in the trailer where I thought that was going to destroy me, where he's like, "I just want to look at my friends," with like that turned out to actually not be, yeah, really and, anything. And it was spoiled. It was spoiled in the trailer. It was, and not even in context. So like you could, you know, like it turned out to be yeah. like, oh, all right, but yeah. guys, Captain Antilles was on the Falcon. Like how cool was that? Yeah, that shit? was that was that was, that was dope. You know what I'm saying? Like Lando would pick up Captain Antilles to be his gu- to be their gunner. Like that was so cool. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd yeah. love to see him in the next wing again, but being on the Falcon, which I didn't expect, that was cool. So so here was so you were talking, Chris, a little bit about retconning. <laughs> yeah, there there was a retcon um, that I that I picked up on, and uh, and it has to do with Luke's X-wing. Yeah, baby. Because. <laughs> It yeah, was largely dismantled. They uh, said so in the books, right? It was in the books, and uh, it's actually you can you know you can see it in the water. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> maybe he's forced to missing, put it back together. It's missing pieces, but no. Here's the thing: so part of his wing was mm-hmm. used as his door on Octo. Oh god, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, so if you if you look, if you go back to the Last Jedi, and I'm sure you guys are dying to watch it again. I'm uh, loving it. Did you listen to you... our review? Because people people got a kick out of it, even who loved the movie. They said they were <laughs> laughing. Um, 
haven't checked it out yet, but if you look at the door, it's got a red stripe on it, which is it, and, and it's, I can picture it in my head now that you say that. So is that a is that a retcon or a huge continuity error? Well, I mean, the uh, kind of one and the same in this yeah, case because they needed to get her off the island, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're like, well, oh. she could have just force timed off of there because I mean, they're throwing Vader helmets through there. They're tra- they're teleporting lightsabers and necklaces. Like she should have just jumped through the portal herself. Who needs the world between worlds when you can just force teleport? Well, what well, are I, the limitations with that? Ezra Bridger was doing it. Well, kind of. With, with the loaf. Yeah, but he had the loaf wolves to running through uh, loaf yeah. all and get him through that. I mean, that's a little different story. He had a conduit that had to run him through there. She was just doing it. Or Kylo, or maybe maybe it was the combination of them together is the reason why they could do it, which if we kind of go by the premise of this movie, that, that would make a lot of sense. It's because those two together and bonded, is, I think, is why their power was so beefed up. Look at Palpatine. When he siphons energy off of him, he goes for He goes... He takes his force lightning to the level eight thousand. You know, people that uh, people yeah. that watch Dragon Ball Z will love that or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But like he, wow, like he is wrecking people with sitting in a chair with his force lightning. Like what is happening? Yeah. So, well, and that was that also plays into his fascination with Vader because Vader was also super powerful and he was siphoning. That's true. The force the force off of Vader, and he wanted to keep him in the dark side. Mm-hmm. How about the scene where at the end where. Like Lando shows up with all the ships, right? Oh, that was, I love it. God, I love it. That's the post. And that right was there. the ghost ship. Like we see that enough in there. That was definitely the ghost ship. And that, oh. in my head, that was Jason Sandula captaining that thing. He got that ship from his mama. For sure. And that's and that's in my head. By the way, the Razor Crest is in there. No way. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. I did. Oh, I mean, I didn't even. Check. I didn't see that. I have to look at a picture. Yeah. Oh, really? So uh, what else overall? Son. Yeah, Akbar's son was that a uh, little uh, you know bug eye guy? That was his son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else uh, overall worked for everybody? I mean, you know what? Because it, it's funny. We started out saying that uh, with the that we mostly liked the movie, uh, and then we've just spent most of our time <laughs> well, nitpicking like and criticizing. Time, which, yeah. <laughs> um, but well, that's I mean, usually how it goes. You play it's, it's easier to talk about things you don't like. Of course, yeah. and that's sure. why Star Wars is what it is. You know, people talk about how oh, you know, the fandom and this and that, and I get it. Look, Star Wars is a franchise where you know the fans were ready to you know sue George Lucas when he did the special editions, <laughs> and they said George Lucas ruined their childhood. Actually, the Onion put up a really cute thing like, today or the day yesterday or whatever, saying how I don't remember. This isn't verbatim, but. It was something like, it was supposed to be a quote from like a Star Wars fan saying like, oh, J.J. Abrams has, um, you know, destroyed the franchise that George Lucas ruined, you know, and it's like, that's, <laughs> that's basically, you know, tying this whole thing up. That's pretty much how it works. And I think this is one of those reasons we're all passionate about this stuff. So even a movie that we liked for the most part, I mean, there are always going to be these things that you can nitpick at and, and focus on, but, um, you know, I enjoyed myself watching the movie. I I probably yeah. would have, in hindsight, I wish I would have enjoyed it maybe a little bit more. Um, but but yeah. Aaron, you mentioned that you don't feel like was it? I think it was you who said that you didn't feel like this was, um, like the end no, that was, of that was Greg. Oh, Greg, Greg you Greg said that you didn't the, think this was yeah. really the end of the Skywalker saga, right? That this was like the end of was, a yeah, yeah. Well, it, it honestly, it didn't feel like it was the end of the the story because I guess I feel like the story is con- ongoing, kind of continue or continually, anyway. Um, 
I, I feel like it was kind of the end of the Skywalker saga when you started with number seven, because you're focusing on new characters and the Skywalkers are still there, but it's kind of a background type thing. They're a, a, a legend. Uh, that for me was more kind of the end of the Skywalkers. This is still just a continuation of the same kind of story. Just now we're stepping into the next, I don't hate to marvel it up, but the next phase of, of you know. Well, it's apropos with Kevin Feige about to be the one that shepherds the next one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just didn't feel like the end. Like I said, it felt like uh, just another story. No, like, you... I feel like I feel like I've already left the Skywalker saga a few movies ago, and now I'm focused on Nameless Ray saga. The Palpatine. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> So, do, and do you think a part of that is because of the fact that um, Luke basically, you know, Luke was what he was in The Last Jedi, and then he's dead by the end of The Last Jedi. And Carrie Fisher, obviously, you know, sadly, you know, in real life, uh, was gone before this movie, uh, you know, could be made. Like Han Solo too, and the Force Awakens, and Han Solo's dead right at the end of the Force Awakens. So do you do you feel you think maybe part of the reason for that is because they they really kind of did away with a lot of the as much as they were tying this into the Skywalker saga, uh, which you know I guess technically it is like they they really they did away very quickly with a lot of the you know those characters. I mean this really was. Right a trilogy about these new characters as it should have been uh, in my mind anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I can kind of see where you're going with that, but that's what makes this franchise great is that you can do with this what you want. Right. So there may be people mm-hmm. that will only watch the original trilogy and that's cool. Right. Cause that's got its own story with a beginning, middle and end. And then there, I I don't know that there are going to be people that only watch the prequel trilogy, but there are people like me who <laughs> rarely watch the prequel trilogy, and I'm okay with that because it doesn't take away anything right from watching these other movies. And and then there there is going to be a generation of people who may only, only watch, watch this these. trilogy because this is their trilogy. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. So and that's what makes this whole thing cool. Uh, and who knows what's coming, you know, in the future. I mean, the Mandalorian at least seems to be the the thing that is unifying Star Wars fandom for the, the most way, part baby. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's just talk more about, just kind of to start to tie uh, this up. Like, what were some of the overall things that everybody loved about this movie? Can I get a replica of Leia's lightsaber? Because that was cool. And Rey's, if we're going to talk about Rey's it. At both the those end. designs, both yeah. those designs, hell yeah. Yeah, like those were some cool-looking sabers. Yep. Um, let's see. Trying to think, something that I really loved. But I, like I said earlier, I, I loved the way they the, they they handled Leia's death. I thought it was a graceful way for her to go out, and it was a way she could be a hero still. Um, I mean, the movie looks oh, good, the, right? For the most part. Oh, yeah, the visuals, great. They, they yeah, great. I mean, some of the. Uh, the Star Destroyers, like Gas Greg, like he knows I'm a Star Destroyer fan, and like they just threw a bunch of them at me, and I loved it. Yeah, like they're they're running mm-hmm. like space horses on the ring of a Star Destroyer on the wing of the Star Destroyer. You know what I'm saying? And BBH just hauled his little round little bass up thing. Like that was cool, man. That that long shot of them just moving up that thing. Like uh, I, there's man, there's just some really cool shit. There's I I really do like this movie. I need yeah. to see it again and again to be able to digest a little more. And uh, apparently, apparently, a fun fact, the planet that it opens up on, that Kylo comes out on in the, in the making of the Rise of Skywalker book, 
That is confirmed to be Mustafar. The planet is starting to heal itself, which is why it's not a complete lava pit. That is Mustafar. He's tracking them. He's gutting them people down on. Hmm. That's crazy. I didn't uh, know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I I thought they did a really good job with the space horses. Uh, not not, 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 not let, let me let me explain that because I know that in the in the commercial everybody was up in arms about space horses, you know, running on the ship. But mm-hmm. they, they they did a good job of the reason why they were there. I mean, yeah. that that's what was awesome. Like, and it took me by surprise because I was waiting the whole movie. I was like, okay, I know they're space horses. Where are they at? And uh, they they pulled them out right at the perfect time. For uh, every trilogy, every trilogy loses some planets. Like, there's always a planet that gets wiped out somehow in these trilogies. Like, oh, with, star, uh, with out, Death Star out. technology. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like there's always some kind of something that just they just wipe some shit out. They just take the whole planets out. How about the unceremonious death of Hux? Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Like, what? Okay, that was kind of crazy. Think, yeah. Do you think that in JJ's head after Force Awakens, Hux was like? He he was Hitler esque with his speech and his iron fist. Force Awakened or the Last Jedi, he becomes the the punchline and the joke, and literally gets thrown around and bitch smacked around and stuff. And in this one, he gets he gets sidelined, and they bring in General Pride, who Hux was a lot like in the first. Do you think do you think that he was like, well, man, uh, the last movie kind of destroyed. It's going to be hard for people to think he's intimidating again when he's just been getting slapped around the whole time. So I need to bring in somebody else that can be that nah, I, 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 again. I disagree with it because... Oh, I'm asking. No, that's what I'm asking. Do you think yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I think, you know, I think he would have been a great um, a great internal pain in the ass for Kylo Ren as he was towards the end of The Last Jedi. Uh, would have They would have been vying for the same seat, essentially. Um, so I thought it was a missed opportunity, to be honest with you. And, and um, you know, they did them, they did them kind of dirty. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. because the thing is too, he um, again in the books, his father is the one who um, yeah. starts the first like one yeah. of the architects takes the children, yeah. yeah, he takes the children and stuff. So it's kind of yeah, it's it was a little weird, but whatever. But we're not talking about that stuff. We're talking about mm-hmm. good stuff. That's right. Hey, I don't know if y'all mentioned it earlier when you because uh, I stepped away for a couple minutes uh, about uh, one thing i loved about this movie that that was an awesome fan fair thing i guarantee you that they only put this scene in there because of fans complaining about this and just it's one of the things chewy got his medal yeah yeah man chewy got got his medal you know and and i love that when i saw that i was like oh that is total fan service right there but it's but it's the right kind of fan it it is it is because you go on the internet and everybody complains about chewy's not being the one not getting a medal and that first you know in a new hope and he finally gets his medal and that was one thing that put a smile on my face when I saw it. I was like, oh, man. Um, I, I thought Julie, I'm shocked that he made it out. I thought for sure that when it would, would, I didn't know which end it was going to go on, but I thought for sure they were going to take him out. Like yeah. he had they had they left it left him dead, I would have been like, damn. Well, that's, yeah, because I was shocked. I was like, oh, God. Like, let, let, let me tell you, whenever I was watching and I thought that they, they should have seen where you, they, you think he dies, <laughs> I, I, I was pissed. I, I was yeah. really, really pissed. Like I said, a couple of bad words uh, that I'm not gonna say on here <laughs> in the seat, and like the, the girl beside me was like, "What?" Because you know it was just random, or not random seating, but I, I was been by myself, so it was full. Uh, but like, um, this guy's and, got and, Tourette's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and then like, whenever I found out that it wasn't true, I was like, "Okay, I'm relieved." But I'm still mad that they even tricked me like that. 
and, and I feel bad about that, but I'm mad at the movie for tricking me into thinking they killed Chewie. Yeah, okay. that had some that impact. Cool. And it, it's yeah. funny because a, a co-worker of mine, before I left the office on Thursday night to go see it, who had not seen the movie, just kind of sarcastically, as I was walking out, was like, oh, Chewbacca dies, by the way. So that was the last thing I heard when I left the office. And when that happened, I was like, you got, are you kidding me right now? This son of a bitch. And then I I don't know that I fully believed that because I I would have hoped that if they were going to kill Chewie, like we would have seen, like seen, like there would have been some type of right buildup or whatever. Wouldn't have just been like an accident. But for like, I was kind of like you for a second. I was like, wait a minute. Did that just happen? And the my uh, theater got very silent. Yeah, when yeah. that happened, <laughs> I thought that was a cool though. Like they were pulling, like there were rumors back in the Force Awakens that like there was going to be a shot of Ray discovering her power and almost trying to drag a star destroyer from atmosphere or keeping it from going. And yeah, I it's in the, they it's I think it's this, in the visual book. Yeah, they did this to a they did it to a smaller degree in this movie. They actually did it, but I thought her and Kylo both kind of just. Wrenching on, I just, I don't know, I thought that was actually pretty cool. You know what I mean? I wish you'd used both hands and struggled a little more because, you know, we saw Yoda had, I don't know, like just little minor nitpicks, but I just thought that was really cool, the visual of them, you know what I'm saying? That ship just keeping going. Like, when you just turn that ship around, yeah, you know, I just thought that was cool. I want to ask a question about that. Whenever she she uses the electricity for the first time and she blows up the ship and you think Chewie dies. Because she's pissed. Right. Okay, so how come whenever she does that, the ship blows up, but at the end of the movie, when the Emperor does it, it just makes them lose power? <laughs> and that, <Is> my <laughs> friends, is inconsistency there. Okay, great. <laughs> just yeah. ignore all that shit. We're moving on, okay? <laughs> okay. Sorry. Well, I mean, you could even go back and say, I mean, when he's he's blasting Luke for about three hours in Return of the Jedi. Yes, I mean, yes. you know, That's it's true. It's, I, I guess well, it has different levels. You know, he yeah, dials well, it up. Contemplating there. Yeah. He dials it up and down. He's like, this is a force evil on power five. <laughs> well, obviously, that's well, what we're supposed to believe, Windu right? The first one, you know, when they're doing all that, like he's, that seems like it takes forever before Anakin steps in. He's like, I'll fade. You know what I mean? And yeah, it just, they, there's, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I think we are supposed to believe uh, that there are levels to this, right? So I guess I don't. I've never shot blue lightning out of my fingers, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I'd love somebody to just play a funky beat. You know what I'm saying? Just pump up the jam on Palpatine there to see how it goes. Unlimited power. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, what was up with his eyes being all glazed over, like he was blind? Like was he supposed to be the zombie damn near or what? Yeah. I'm not Ooh, sure what creepy. he it was actually just, supposed to be because they don't explain. He looked like Hugh McDermott without any makeup on. Yeah, <laughs> no shit. They had all his age spots and everything. Yeah, <laughs> they he they didn't have the wrinkle. His forehead. They never much. explained how, right? So we we just don't know why he's that in any way. Well, they sure. explained how they they said he discovered a way. To, well, to yes, come back. I, if that's yeah, what you could it. call I, it, I, did, <laughs> yeah. I did love Master Yoda being Black like Luster. alone, alone, never you were, or whatever he said. I thought that was really touching. Whenever you know, like he almost sounds incredulous with Ray, you know, something. I'm all alone or something in her head when all the voices are talking, and you hear Yoda like mm, alone. You've never been or what? I, I don't. Right. I just thought I loved that line because it stood out to me. And yeah. then, like I said, when. They're going in that Canaan line, and I wish I could quote it verbatim, but it was like the exact line he gave to Ezra or the crew or whatever, and he tells the same thing to Ray. I love that. Freddie Prince Jr., you can hear that voice. You know what I'm saying? That's a divine. Canaan's got a sharp voice you can hear. And Ahsoka, too, you know, and Ahsoka, just 
I mean, I really did love that. I wish I would have saw them all, and even Quagon. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, hell yeah! Like, the, I, w- I wish we could have saw them. They're... But man, like all those distinct voices coming through and cracking through and giving her. And, you know, you could hear Hayden Chris. Like, I'm, I love, but I would have loved this, like them surround her almost. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, you, you, you are not you alone. Know. A la uh, Harry Potter, right? Yes, Something yeah. Like yeah. I mean, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you want to, yeah. Or, yeah, or even to to, to use another geek reference because I I referenced it earlier when I I kind of said that Palpatine was like a cross between Davros from Doctor Who and and uh, like a, a universal monster villain, but they could have done what. So in Doctor Who, in the fiftieth um, anniversary uh, special on uh, the day of the Doctor, <laughs> they do a thing at the end where all of the Doctors up to that point come together uh you know to, essentially it's kind of a similar concept right they all come together to to basically destroy like the the bad guys or whatever for good and right. and you get to see even the ones who weren't i mean obviously many of them were not alive at that point so they were using footage very quickly just footage from like their different episodes and stuff and um it would have been cool to do something like that where like if we did get right. to see everybody but maybe they felt that that was going to be too distracting well distracting and also you know that's a moment where the way they handled it it's a moment where like hardcore fans like and geeks like us who pick up on this stuff will know what every one of those voices were but the right, the right. mainstream audiences which is a large number of the people watching uh, they'll pick up on a like you know they'll Yoda clearly has a distinct voice they'll pick up on some of that stuff but they can understand the general idea of what those voices were supposed to be but I think had you seen everybody it would have been like well who who are those people because I've never seen Rebels okay. or I've never seen you know That's the Clone true. Wars or blah 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 maybe it would have been two of those as much as I would have liked to have seen it. I mean, maybe if they isolated it to just be like Yoda, Anakin, Obi Wan, then you probably could have done it. But well, then it wouldn't have been as cool either, right? In. Yeah, they box themselves in. So this means we know. Okay, Ahsoka, I could buy because she was getting. By the time Rebels come, she was older. But now we know Ezra's gone. Like he's, you know, what I'm saying he's gone because he's into the Force. You know, without mm-hmm. about so mm-hmm. somehow him and he died within that thirty years for you know what it is from. Well, I guess for him it would have been in that forty-year gap. You know what I'm saying? Because you know they, they take place. Rebels takes place what a couple of years, five, ten years before. You know, either way, you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying. We know in that time span that somehow she really is. She really is the last Jedi. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay. Yeah. And that's what I was gonna say. Does this does this movie negate the Anakin being the chosen one? Which George Lucas has been in many things saying he is the chosen one. This is his story. Him killing Palpatine and like that was bringing balance. Now. And, and okay, like, and, well, let me finish no. it out. Like, I know you can get the head cam, but, like, does it negate that? Because Ray's the one that does it. But I know that, like, all the Jedi were coming into her and Palpatine's line before that, saying that all the Sith live in him. I think that's how they're supposed to justify it. But it still made me feel a little weird. I and mean, I get it, like, it's gross as it sounds, like, Anakin's in her. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, but, like, like, is that, is that, is that what they were trying to do? But, like, oh, yes, it's still Anakin do it, but it's all the Jedi? Or does that negate that to where it was like, the chosen one, chosen one. You know what I, I mean? I don't. I don't think that it does because I think that it, it's really kind of semantics. It's the way you're looking at the wording of what they're saying. He's the chosen one, and he's to destroy the Sith. It doesn't say that he's going to kill and bring balance to the Force. Sidious. It says that he's going to destroy the Sith or and, and bring balance to the Force. Well, mm-hmm. that can be interpreted a lot of different ways. Like I was saying sure. earlier, like from a certain maybe, point of view, maybe he puts it into yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly the, no, that's the, everything from it. a certain point of view. Yeah, <laughs> so that, that's the way I kind of look at it. Well, is, but, is yeah, he still could have been the chosen one to get that rolling. Like 
He's the one who okay. who was the first cog in Sidious's plan to 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 or the forces plan exactly to 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 take down the the Sith Lord or the the Sith Empire or the Sith in general. The Sith. Um, yeah, so yeah, it yeah. just kind of depends on the way you look at it. It's really yeah. just kind of wording, in my opinion. To me, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't I, oh, oh, go ahead, Aaron. I was gonna say I, I also just don't think it it. Uh, holds any any weight at all because in George Lucas's mind his movies ended <laughs> at <laughs> episode three. And he would have yeah. fulfilled that prophecy. Um if Very true. you know if you consider all those those six movies together, it's I think it these three episodes seven, eight, well, nine. He's, a, he's always said that. he's always said seven, eight, nine were about Anakin's grandchildren. He's always said that even in the story tree limits that Kathleen Kennedy and all of them said that they got it and just they wiped their asses with he had now he didn't have full on blown through, but he had story beats and characters going through. And Ray, uh, one that was supposed to be the solo twins were actually supposed to be in it. And Kira turned into they made Kira in the solo movie. And uh, what was it, Ben Solo? But they made him the bad guy. Like these were like they took small things, but George had a base, granted, very basic outline for the sequel trilogy. Very, you know, and I mean, very skeleton, it needed fleshing out, but you know what I mean? Like there was. He did have play. It was still going to be a continuation of the Skywalkers. Yep. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. To to me, the the whole thing. Forget about um, George Lucas saying Anakin is the chosen okay. one. In the context of the story, to me, okay. it it's not negated unless you are of the belief that like prophecies are finite and that they can't change over go. time, and that the okay. people who there are saying go. things at the moment. You know, they're they're saying it. Yes. At that moment, they truly believe this. And, you know, just like, for instance, you know, people were like, well, wait a minute. If Anakin is the chosen one, then well, but but he became Darth Vader. Oh, but then his son became Luke. And then, oh, but then Anakin's the one who. So, like, you can keep evolving that. Certain point of view. Yeah. I mean, it's to me, just looking at it in the context of the characters, like it's not necessarily negated only because people believed it at the time. And maybe it was true. Maybe it isn't. Greg put out a really good way to look at it and say, like, hey, you could still say that if you really want to get into it. But I I, I just think of it as, like, there were a lot of things that people thought many, many, many years ago. And sometimes those things get disproven. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes you can, you know, just relook at things. And so that's how I kind of always look at that type of stuff. I don't... Now, again, like Aaron said, yes, obviously George Lucas said all that stuff because... He uh, believed it at the time, and uh, you know <laughs> well, now things change. But yeah, it's no, it's order. cool. So where do we think that? Where do we think this thing is headed? I mean, we we should talk a little bit about the Mandalorian mm-hmm. only because Aaron and I have been talking about every episode um, mm-hmm. since, and since this God, is I technically that, that next episode, um, episode seven was great. Wait, 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 can, can we, first of all, can we just geek out? Like, can we just talk? Because we haven't talked about it. Can we just talk about how this is like the greatest thing Star Wars? Like, oh my God, this show is a gift to all fans. I yeah. lo- I am so in love with this show. It is like it's like John Wayne in the Star Wars universe with a helmet on, and I am there for it. My God, I love this series. Yeah, the amazing thing, and we've mentioned this on our show before. Like, the amazing thing to me about the Mandalorian is how, like. I have people that aren't even like big Star Wars fans coming up to me telling me like how much they love this show, that they've mm-hmm. watched it. Like I haven't heard anyone, first of all, say they haven't liked it, um, that has seen most of the episodes. And I, I 
like the, the amount of people that are talking about this is incredible. Like it's playing out more like like a major TV event than like yeah. a Star Wars show because like so many people are talking about this thing. I mean, everyone's talking about Baby Yoda. Yeah. Automatically in the in the pop culture lexicon. Yeah. Instantly. Mm-hmm. That thing that thing became a phenomenon. We will always people you know that know. is gonna be <clears throat> I know somebody who doesn't watch the show, but they post gifs of Baby Yoda like all the time. See? Yeah. I, I don't even I don't even understand. Like my wife, it was it's one of my wife's friends, and she's like, "Yo, do you even watch the show?" And she's like, "No, but that little thing is so cute." Yeah. Uh, well, think about how this took off. I mean, it's cool. With, with Disney Plus coming out, I think I was saw an article the other day where it said 22 million cell phones, just cell phones alone, have downloaded Disney Plus. Yeah. And that's just cell phones, not including like people who do it on their televisions, yeah, or their computers, or anything else. And they're headlining their kind of entire app with this show so even if you're not a star wars fan it, it, whenever you download the app the first thing that's going to come up across the top is you should check this out and you sure. know, people are doing it especially with verizon so, i mean verizon wireless unlimited customers yeah. get it for free so there's going to be a lot of your 22 million that's cell phones right there that's how i get yeah, it too like yeah and it's but it's amazing that this show shouldn't have been this and I don't mean that from like no. quality. I mean, this was supposed to be like this is a streaming show on a new streaming service. It's a small story about a you know a That's Mandalorian, you know that like it, very, and it's very, it's yeah. handled very differently. Mm-hmm. How, but it it is like it's just taken off. It's exploded. It's crossed over. I, people, I, feel I mean, like I get a half up. hour Star Wars movie every week in my yeah. on my couch. Yeah, I, well, mean, this, that this, I mean, this episode, this you know, episode or chapter seven in particular. Was so good. Ooh, it was first of all Deborah Chow. Deborah Chow, monster, yeah. outstanding. Let's give her a round of applause because that woman is doing the Lord's work over there on that series. Now, now I'm not gonna lie, like episodes five and six, yeah, fine. Six, little weird. I enjoyed except for Bill oh, Burr. I love six. Bill Burr was interesting, like. I'm not a stormtrooper, you smart ass. Like yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> he was very much Bill Burr in a Star Wars show. Yeah, but yes. yeah. I love the Gungan, you know what I'm saying, and yeah. making fun of Jar Jar kind of without doing it. Yeah, but I enjoyed the episode. But this got the the main narrative back on track, yes. right? Pulled in some of the characters that we've you know were introduced with IG Eleven, the Ugna, which I don't know. Cardoon, Cardoon, Quill. All right, Quill. Quill. But I he, am smoking. Here's, here's that was his thing. last words. This is the thing <laughs> that surprised me about chapter chapter seven. Mm-hmm. When Quill dies, mm-hmm. I choked up, and yeah. I, I did too. Screen for maybe fifteen minutes. Well, yeah, Jesus, he worked his whole life for the Empire. What do you say? Three human lifetimes to earn to pay his clan's debt off, and just to get gunned down trying to save a child. Oh, yeah, Jesus. and that whole like, scene—you talk about intensity. Like that scene Ooh, with them boy. chasing him down, like I was like, "Come on!" Like I, yeah. that doesn't happen to and me very right often there. these days. Yeah, no. and you would you then, think for you a second, the child on the floor, you think like, for a so second we, that he made it, yeah, right, yeah, and yeah. then you realize he didn't. We know, hey, we know, IG eighty or IG eleven's coming in to save his ass, right? And that's how he's gonna regain respect for at least that droid. Like we know, it's like he's gonna look out and see Quill dead, or Quill's great. last words are gonna be "protect the child and the Mando," and he's gonna come running in guns blazing. Yeah, well, so Taika Waititi directs. Does he? Yes. Did he write the last episode? Uh, I think John Favreau is, is he directing it. Favreau, he's, he's directing it. He is directing the season finale. So, yes. Yeah, that's IG 11s all over this one. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I mean, I loved, I loved the first of all, Carl Weather, Carl Weathers. I was like, how old is this dude? He looks, this dude's he looks chewing awesome. brain right. 
Yeah, he's totally, chewing scenery, and I loved he's, it. He's great. The the force it's reveal here me. is amazing, right? The the um the scene in the cantina, which when when they introduced Ooh. Moff Gideon, yeah, was baby. played that another X-wing landing or oh, the, the, the tie fighter. I'm like, I had holy no idea shit. that they do that shit. That was so cool. That right? tie fighter coming in, holy cow! Yeah. So Gene Carlo Esposito comes in, <laughs> Carlo Esposito, sorry, mm-hmm. and uh, and he, you know, he's starting to lay lay it out nice and thick. And and if you notice that, like the little nuances that they were dropping into this mm-hmm. uh, into the show is that the client was using older stormtroopers based on their uniforms. And here comes Moff Gideon with a brand new battalion of Star Troopers, pristine. So they, they, it also plays into something else is going on in in the galaxy. Dude, that if he that... has a fully functioning Star Destroyer, I'll shit myself. You know, like in the expanded <laughs> was like Thrawn had like Thrawn yeah. had one, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Like, what if Moff Gideon just has a like he is fully? Dude, I will. Woo, I will shit myself. I love I love Pretty Star cool. Stores and I John Carlos says I've loved him since he was Gus on Breaking Bad. So yeah. if like this dude is commanding a Star Destroyer with all those pristine yeah. pristine troopers, God, I'm just gonna I'm gonna lose it. So yeah, yeah. yeah and, and John Favreau did just to make it official, does write the final episode. So Okay. Um Great. you know what's amazing is that so and you mentioned Deborah Chow, right? Episodes three and seven, right? Two yeah. best yeah. episodes of this series and uh, she's obviously yeah. running, oh, going to be doing Chris. the Obi Wan series that Aaron is so very excited about seeing. Oh, she's hey, doing the Obi Wan series. Yes, yeah, she oh, she's doing nice. every episode. She is the director nice. and the showrunner of the whole series. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you guys see her? Did you see awesome. her cameo two oh, yeah. episodes ago? Yeah. yeah. Her, Rick Famuyiwa, and Dave Filoni, which I love that. I love that so much. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's funny. It's like, it's like maybe they should consider. I mean, forget Beanie off and Weiss and who I know are out now, but and all these things. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe John Farrow and Deborah Chow need to team up and start making some Star Wars movies. So so I mean, John Favreau will John, well, John Favreau 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 is uh, is earmarked to do another is to do a yeah. Star Wars movie. Oh. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Let's yeah. Do, bring it on, baby. Because he yeah, obviously I think he'll do a great it. job. And, and well, he, I was listening to Kevin Smith, and Kevin Smith was asking about it. And he's like, Kevin's like, I haven't seen it. And Favreau was like, I did that. And he goes, You whose bad idea was Baby Yoda? And he goes, Mine. And he goes, I thought all, I thought of all of it. He goes, I brought this to Lucasfilm, and everything. He goes, Everything just the right sir. They were building the streaming service, and everything just worked out. He goes, so, they, yeah. they, they gave me the the opportunity to write it out, and they're giving me the budget I need. And he goes, It was just the perfect storm. It was just the perfect storm. And here cool. we and here we are right now. Because he uh, came to them with the pitch, already had story treatments in his head. He just had to do tweaking and going with it. You know what I mean? I mean, this is this is the lifeblood that I think, or the infusion, the blood infusion that I think Star Wars needed. Yeah, absolutely. The, the fandom at once said they would instant the the, ep, the end of the first episode at once. The fans that were jaded, the ones that loved everything that would dysfunction, everybody came together at once and said, "I will die for sure. Baby Yoda instantly," and we were yeah. all united as one again. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's amazing because about the show. Oh, go, ahead. go ahead, Greg. I was gonna say that's the coolest thing about this show is that uh, it it proves that you can have a Star Wars universe story that people love and not involve Jedi and Skywalkers and Sith and all that other stuff. Yeah. It's just set in the same universe. I mean, it has to do with that stuff, but it's not focused on it. And it's, it's adjacent. Highly yeah, successful. the force. So, it's a force adjacent, but right, we're, yeah. people are in love with the universe not just that storyline and you can be successful with 
this universe. They've they've built that. Yeah. Uh, Do you think that the lack of Jedi and Force, and well, I mean, there's some Force in this, but no, that stuff is one of the reasons why this is resonating with such a broad audience, too. Oh, yeah, I mean, this is like, you know, the Mandalorian, for all intents and purposes, is an everyman, right? He was adopted by some of the, I mean, it's, it's almost like watching a lo- like a Ronin. Or Batman. a, or, or a Batman. Batman, right? Or a rogue Spartan, um, this you know, is kind the, of make his way through through the universe. This is the show that George Lucas would have done in 1987, or yeah, in 87, based on Han Solo with the younger Harrison Ford, had he had the money and the technology to do it. Because I mean, you now granted, you know, with the Mandalorian it's updated, but this is what he would have done with Han Solo. We would have went on adventures with the scoundrel, smuggling shit, and sometimes getting turned into the goodwill ambassador, and sometimes just. Winning, you know, cheating a game of Sabacc and going. This is this would have been Han Solo. It oh. would have been George Lucas in '87 if he oh, had the money. Oh, you the Adventures of Young Indiana Jones? That... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Exactly. That's what it would have been. The amazing thing is that you know we as Star Wars fans know that for years, Star Wars television has been one of the most consistently good, you know, aspects beloved. of Star Wars. Right, sure. beloved Clone Wars, Rebels, mm-hmm. so on. Um, but this is now finally bringing that to now the mainstream world is becoming the people who go to see the movies as well are now well aware of the quality. Yeah, and, and it's I'm, cinematic. Yeah, Let's be absolutely. It's because it's, it's not animated. It's because a lot of adults won't watch animated. Sure, Greg not was animated. That way it's live action. About a year ago, uh, Greg was that same way until a year ago when he met yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I really do. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, it, yes, and I also think that the. Ability to kind of produce cinematic-like uh, storytelling and right. and uh, quality in terms right. of its production um, has has kind of made it that successful. I mean, you can yeah. thank shows like Game of Thrones and things like that to kind of you know, to usher usher in a show like this. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I remember years ago George Lucas talking about wanting to do live-action Star Wars um, before the sale to yeah, what uh, to was Disney. it called? 1313 yeah, or 87 there was some number 1313 was the old game but yeah it was star wars underground but it, he had a name for it yeah and you know this is this is what we're getting now and it's it's phenomenal it's great and yeah. you know we're gonna wrap it up what this week um december no, 27th yeah, this is week. the uh yeah, next yeah. friday it's so yeah, next friday and it's already been, we get it's already been wars, for season two they're yeah. filming they're filming yeah. season two. Yeah, you knew that was coming. And like, yeah, they'd be dumb not to have a season. If the and I'm going to assume and hope, I guess, that season two maintains the same quality and that the Obi Wan oh, series is just as good, if not better. But I you know, if if it does continue at this rate, right, where these Star Wars shows become so big, do I mean I'm then okay with not getting another movie for a while. Like, if you yeah, can crank these bad boys Absolutely. out for me and I can just keep rolling in from one Star Wars show into another, like, I'm good with that. Tell me these stories for a little while. Um, yeah, as long as the quality stays there. And, yeah. and while you're able to do it, um, take that time to f- really figure out what you want these movies to be and come up with a story that has a beginning, middle, and end. And let's start there. Um, don't rush into anything. There's no reason why well, we need to do that. Like I said, I love that The Clone Wars is coming back in February. Granted, it's only going to be the 12 or 13 episodes to wrap it up, but that's a story. Like I, Clone Wars reignited my love for Star Wars in a time when I kind of just fell off. You know what I mean? Where I just go through that lull or whatever. And like when that came out, that just 
God, I love that series. And we're going to get the completion of that. And then, like, with, with the streams, there's just so many opportunities in between, you know, in between Mandalorian Season 2 and the Obi-Wan and the Cassian Andor series. Like, why can't we... Um, when Mark Hamill is a world-renowned voice actor. Why don't we do a series set with... We have uh, him teaching a young Ben Solo as his Padawan. Just give us a one mini series of them going on the adventure before before the fall. Or maybe even Luke just barely senses a little bit of... You know what I mean? Like, give, give us something like that. Or there's just... There's all these avenues with the streaming service that I love because I don't. I would like some more animated stuff as well if we can maintain the level. Uh, let's let's catch up with Hera and see what she's doing after the rebellion or when she dies or you know what I'm saying. It doesn't even have to be seasons and seasons. We can do mini series like the Obi Wan series is supposed to rumor to be six episodes in a mini series. Give us stuff like you know what I mean. Just these different aspects of the universe or sure. something that we could use a little more on or something. Yeah, absolutely. Hey. All I right, did want so, to mention one more thing that I loved real quick. This is uh, is I loved how Ray was holding her lightsaber like Ahsoka Tano a few times backwards running with it. She had the fighting style. It looked cool. Oh. I loved it. Anyway. <laughs> one okay. final uh, final positive for Yeah. Last right. little cherry on top. All right. So um let's just wrap this up. Um I guess final thoughts. Um on you know where on the rise of Skywalker but where where we think the movies I know we just talked about the TV side of where do we think the movies are going to go um in the future are we going to get more ray is it going to be completely unrelated is it going to be a little bit of both like where do we think this thing's going uh, I, I don't think sorry I'm I don't Never think had. Disney wants to uh, seatbelt them or strap themselves to anything. They're gonna they're gonna let Ray let rest. We're either going way forward in the future, or which I really hope they're doing is I hope they dial it back by two thousand years and give us some Knights of the. I want I want the Jedi and Sith War back before the rule of two. I want there to be full on Sith cutthroat, a, a Sith Council. You know what I'm saying? Like I want I want to see all that, and that gives them free reign to do whatever they want. They can introduce. Whichever aliens, the men, when whatever they want, and go. This is the character we're building it up. Boom! Here, meet these characters. Let's go. Yeah, I I have no idea where it's going. I re- I really don't. I I don't. I'm kind of with Nathan on this one. I'd like to see something, uh, you know, on on two ends of the spectrum, either way, way in the future or way in the past. Um, I I'd I'd honestly like to see something in the future. Because then you could completely get away from this Skywalker saga if you realize what you truly wanted to do. If you go in the past, you're you're gonna be tied into the same kind of lore, the same kind of uh, you know. Thank you. So okay. it, it 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 just I mean it could still be very good, but then you're still setting up for the same stories that you already know the ending to. Whereas if you went far in the future, or not even far in the future, just in the future, uh, you could. Recreate well, the universe however you really want. That's like to. saying that if uh, we rolled our history back, that like that the Roman wars and stuff were the same thing. I don't, I think it's vastly well, different. Yeah, but you're talking about the difference rolling it that far back because I'm talking taking it thousands of years before the Skywalker saga. Thousands. But you're when you're the, talking about the difference between fantasy and reality, though. Sure, 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 sure. But uh, you know what I'm saying. All right, sorry, sorry. Whatever. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm derailing again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we chase squirrels on our show yeah, quite a bit. So, we do. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I like I said I don't know where they're going. Um, I, I'm excited. I, I'm kind of on the same boat where I'd like to see them just pump out some really good streaming service shows, and and really come up with a good plan for the future, and, and I, they can do it. 
Yeah, so from my perspective, I think that if they are truly saying that this is the end of the Skywalker saga, then no more Rey. And I'm cool mm-hmm. with that. Uh, that being said, I would like something, and I've said this before on many episodes, but something way in the future or way in the past. I want to get us off of this like 80-year time thread. Mm-hmm. Um, even the Mandalorian, for all of its greatness, is still living in this this time period. So I think we need to advance things um, either way, way into the future or kind of t- talk a little bit about the past and give us some, some good stuff. But keep the stories nice and tight. All right. Well, guys, thanks a lot for finally coming on here. Um, why don't you uh, start plugging some stuff, um, whatever you guys want to plug right now? Definitely. Go ahead, Greg. That's your department. I, man, I'm just going to plug so, uh, you, you, uh My name's Greg. You can find me at the BatDaddy52 on Twitter. I'll talk to you about just about anything you want to. And uh, me and Nathan run the Super Civil Servants Podcast. That's at SES Podcast 1 on Twitter, where we basically do the same thing these guys do right here, just not as good. And uh, <laughs> and uh, we, we wing it a little more. We don't go quite as precise with numbers or anything as y'all do. I, I look to y'all for that kind of stuff, and then I kind of and talk about that. So, uh, But we have a good time. We have a bunch we of great... We go for your research. That's right. <laughs> we have a bunch of great people on our show all the time, and uh, we record every Friday, minus yes, yesterday, because we're taking a break this week. But um, you can check us out. We show you the Drops Monday, Super Civil Servants Podcast. Yep. Up, yeah, I'm not. I'm Nathan. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Wobbly Boots eighty five. And as Greg said, I'm the co-host of that show. And like like he said, we do the same thing these guys do, just not as well and definitely not as refined. But uh, we have a good time doing it. Yeah. And uh, one of these days, uh, we're going to take the <laughs> the thing that most people don't know happens the the basic live uh, tweeting that. It doesn't go out on Twitter of um, Wednesday Night Wrestling <laughs> that goes on <laughs> with uh, Nathan, Tavo, Phil, myself, uh, that Aaron has been begging us to uh, thank you to live tweet out at some point because uh, it, it's become this running commentary now that uh, yes, and that it's great and it's great stuff goes in many different directions. Quick, uh, so would enjoy it <laughs> many different you absolutely in many different directions <laughs> yeah. to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, thanks a lot again. And uh, everyone check out the Super Civil Servants podcast. And, you know, by the way, we, we should mention that leading up to the Rise of Skywalker, you guys were doing, because you, you alluded to it at a point, you guys were doing commentaries for every Star Wars movie. Right. Yes. Leading up yep. to it. So everyone go check those out, too. Um, and then anxiously wait for their eventual commentary on Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, which will be coming at some point, I'm sure. Yeah. All right, guys. It, it was an absolute pleasure, guys. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks for a lot. On, it's been a great time. All right, guys. Awesome. All right, so let's do our plugs now. Uh, of course, we want you to join the conversation, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of conversation about <laughs> the rise of Skywalker uh, the next few weeks as people start to see it and feel more comfortable kind of getting more in-depth on spoilers and whatnot on Twitter. Uh, of course, you can tweet us at the Fanboy Garage and all our other social medias, uh, the Fanboy Garage on Instagram, on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter at RealCLMighty. And you can find me on Twitter as well at Starting Sith. 
Um, I'll also be a guest on the upcoming Batman on Film podcast, also speaking about the rise of Skywalker, which is going to be interesting because I know that most of those guys really, really love the movie. (laughs) So uh, stay tuned. Um, I'm sure there'll be lots of cross promotion happening there. But um, wishing all of you who listen to us a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever it is that you guys are celebrating and wherever the places that you live Hope you guys have a great holiday, and we'll catch you guys on the next one.